Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk for lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blindly passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Father, we praise your name. And Father, we just ask you, please, in the name of Jesus, for divine protection around the electronics associated with this program this evening. Father, there have been, as you know, uh, a myriad of uh, technical difficulties here that uh, seem to be tied to the new computer and the new way that Microsoft does stuff with 0365. And I just want to praise you for it, Father. I want to thank you for every opportunity that we have, even in the midst of the trials and tribulations, the electronic trials and tribulations that have to get intermingled, unfortunately, with every other part, every other trial and tribulation uh, that's a part of our lives and those who we love that are around us. So many, Father God, are getting hammered by the darkness, the prophecies that have prophesied over the last 10 years, so many of them said that the hordes of hell would be released upon your people, particularly those who were doing damage to the enemy's encampment. And we are clearly seeing that. And we praise you for every day of respite. We thank you for every week that we have off that that we're not getting pummeled by the enemy. But we're also painfully aware that and looking over our shoulders that at any time, another, if you will, quarry truck full of ugly can dump down right on top of us. And Father, I just want to pray for every single person. Brother Scott, I just lift you up before God. I just lift you up, Kirk. I lift you up, Vera. I lift you up, every one of you that are going through rough times, horrible times, things that we don't even want to mention. Sister Maxine, God bless you. Uh, you know, Susan, God bless you too. I pray the blood of Jesus down upon every single one of the listeners of this program that have any kind of health issues. We command it to leave. We command your body to be thou made whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we declare the holy fire around this dwelling place. We declare the holy fire around each of the listeners' dwelling places. And we pray the power and the might of the Lord Jesus Christ into our walks so that we are heavily motivated against the forces of darkness, heavily motivated to get ourselves up and moving so that we are more capable 
even physically as well as spiritually to be able to deal with the demons and the attacks and the things that come in uh, to, to take us off of our game. And that's really what it's all about. For the, the, We know, Father, that the devil is trying to knock us off our game, that we are not getting up as early as we ought to be for prayer. We're not using spiritual warfare tactics as often as we ought to because it takes a lot out of us. And that on top of all of the challenges that we have, sometimes at our jobs, sometimes to our family, sometimes to our spouses, sometimes to our children, whatever it is, Father God, sometimes it's just unbelievable, insurmountable expenses. Uh, Sometimes it's medical problems, Father, and we just come against them all. And we declare your glory upon each of us in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare your holy fire to scamper the demons in all which directions. We declare it to vaporize all of their evil weapons that they would attempt to use against us. And we cast them into the pit. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to continue to serve you. We ask you to wrap supernatural and divine protection around every electron, every circuit, every wire, every internet connection. In the name of Jesus, that this radio show will get back back in a rhythm that is not interrupted by the forces of darkness and this, this, this constant, the constant challenges. And, Father, we just lift up every single listener. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for anyone who even so much as mentions me by name, even once or twice throughout the week, Father, for a tenfold blessing, an anointing of prosperity. I don't mean a new Mercedes. I mean a prosperity in your presence, Father God, in your divine protection in their lives and for the salvation for each of their loved ones. And Lord God, we praise you for the opportunity that we have been given to serve you in the days that we are in right now as creepy weird and upside down as they seem to be and preparation that we need in each of our lives to get ready for the days that we have ahead in jesus name we pray and thank you father god amen Come and be home. Come and be home. 
Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. What do you think about what just happened? <laughs> I'm not talking about this program. What do you think about what just happened uh, in the midterm elections? You know, you know that old saying that I probably say it a lot, um, and others do I, I know as well, uh, you know, it, where you say something like, you know, I wish my prediction was wrong, okay? And it, it's weird because I, I you know, I, I can't explain it. I, I, I really honestly believe with all of my heart that I would not have been negatively affected by the midterm elections. In other words, I had predicted uh, that what has happened was going to happen. Um, and I even explained that why that's you know can be perceived by us as a positive thing, praise God, because of the fact that it short circuits and speeds up the inevitable, which is the super duper ugly of the Antichrist and and all of the things that are happening with uh, Obama manipulating uh, you know Biden and and working for the WEF, you know the World World Economic Forum and the United Nations and all the agreements that they're signing and the plan the, the multiple pandemics that they have that they're beginning ready to bring down. They're already getting ready. They're ramping up the the mask thing again for us. How joyous uh, this holiday season, so we can all you know go like. But anyway, you know that's what they want to do. They're gonna they're one way or the other. They're going to uh, imprison us in our Orwellian 1984 world as they drag the thing into the pit, uh, and uh, we're coming. You know, we're going down that pit with it, and uh, that's part of our destiny uh, as part of uh, hopefully the bride of Jesus Christ. Many are called folk, you are chosen. We all, you know, we don't want to lose heart. We want to believe, and we want. I, I think I think really it's a, a very very important to always believe, always say positive things, speak positive things. There's life and death and the power of the tongue, um, and and never let yourself get bummed out. I know people that you know they they do they get bummed out real bad, and uh, and then that that affects them. They, you know, and they're they're like, oh, I I just don't think I'm ever going to live up to being part of the barley harvest, the first roots bride. I just don't think I can make it. I you know, it's not that they're doing anything bad. It's just that they just feel unworthy, and that's an attack from Satan. You know, so we got to stave that off. Uh, keep thinking positive. Keep watching, and you know, and and and. And by the way, I had another person tell me, oh, I, you know, I'm just I can't stand to watch so much. You know, when I watch all the things that are happening around the world, all the LGBT, LMNPQRSTUV, my goodness, what it, like like I said, the Chinese alphabet you got to throw in there nowadays. I mean, I don't even want to think about that stuff. It's just so disgusting. It's beyond words. And 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 we're 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 completely surrounded in it. I mean, it's, it, it, it's almost impossible to escape it. You know, once in a while, you'll find a clean, maybe binge worthy uh, TV program that you can watch. And you know, just kick back and enjoy, uh, you know, whatever you know, and 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 you know, because I, I I live totally alone, so I gotta have some something to do to fill up my time. You know, even even if you're a reader like I am, uh, you know, after a while that gets boring too. But anyway, the point is, um, circling back to the election, the midterms. You know, I kind of wish. I don't know. I mean, I wished all along and knew in my heart that what happened was going to happen, um, and I said so. I told everybody on the program multiple times. I said, I am perfectly, absolutely happy. Hold on a second. Here we go. Um, these are my crows. These are crow dots. So if you type them in the Amazon, you'll probably find the boxes. I got a whole case of them. Okay. You can only eat like two or three at a time because you get so many of them stuck on your teeth. It's hard work to get them loose. But anyway, I got, I got plenty of crows to eat. And it looks like, unfortunately, I kind of wish that I was going to be eating crows. I am surprised 
at how sad and I don't, I can't explain it. Very depressed. I was depressed. Um, what was happening is I've got a, a very good collection of Twitter. Um, now, I've never been a Twitter freak. I've never been a social media person. I, I don't really contribute to these things. Facebook has never been for me. Uh, I just don't like it. Uh, and um, I do you know, dump radio shows up there, but that's about it. Um, but Twitter works better for my brain because I just want to hear – I want to be able to skim through stuff and just get a feel for what everybody's thinking. And I, I know people. You know, now I don't I don't mean that they're coming for Thanksgiving that I know them, but I, I know who Candace Owens is, I know what her work you know record is, I know what she does. I, I know these different a lot of the people that are pretty well known in, you know, the pundits and the various people that think you know, and I and and, and, and I can um you know, skim through it on very short notice. I can go through probably fifteen pages of Twitter uh information from and you pick up on things. Not only that, but you find out there's just some stuff that's so Funny, I, I, I have to bring it on the radio show. But, um, but as I was watching everything progress, because I that's you know it wasn't good enough for me. I'm I'm not okay with just sitting and watching Fox News. Okay, first off, I know that they're controlled media. I know that Rupert, Rupert Murdoch is he's definitely a shape shifting red billion. I've seen his hand when he shape shifted in the back of, uh, back of the limo. Myself, as a matter of fact, Zen sent sent me the photograph. Zen Garcia, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, they, they had actually caught him in a quasi shape. So he needed some you know some of his favorite uh, V8 juice. We'll just say, right, kids? It's just V8 juice. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we live in sick and twisted times. But yeah, I felt bam. Because I was watching everybody so pumped and saying, you know, they were they were really genuinely excited. Really genuinely excited about quote this red wave concept. Which by the way there was. But we were defrauded again. Um and it's really actually kind of simple to understand the concept of what they did. This time it was a little less you know, they got away with it with a, because they already knew – here's the thing. They, they knew they were going to have essentially relatively close races for whatever reasons, okay? And then as they watched the fraudsters, as the, fraud, the electronic fraudsters watched what was happening and as the votes were counting up, they said, okay, under these circumstances with the numbers that we're seeing right now, all we need to do is pump the system full of, you know, mail-in ballots, okay, and then drag out the count. I mean, Florida has 22 million ballots that needed to be counted, and they did it in one day. Arizona is still working on it. Okay, uh, uh, I, I think Colorado has uh, – they're still working on some – you know, and not, not that it matters because it's, it's game over anyways. Okay, so, um, so it's kind of a sad thing to realize that I was right. You know, some people would be turning the butter and going, yeah, I predicted it, yippee, whatever. I, I'm not, I, no, I was very sad. It was very, very depressing to watch. Watch that you could see the slow shift of people's moods as they realized that they were getting defrauded again. Literally. Um, it went from, you know, very celebratory, very happy. Uh, Laura, Lauren, Laura Bobert was like going, praise Jesus, hallelujah. She was saying that all over Twitter. I was loving that. And um, still looks like she could get defrauded. Um, so um, my sister Paula, 
Now, granted, she's a Trump, Trumpianity person, and so she's going to, you know, anything and, any, anything and everything that even slightly remumble, resembles Trump and the ideology of MAGA and all, you know, all that kind of stuff, she's like a total, like, you know, hand, you know, pledge of allegiance to the flag, that kind of thing. She's really a flag waver, okay? So, so to her, anything is like, you know, God bless the USA. It's, man, it's like giving her like a gigantic Tierra Masu, uh, after she hasn't eaten for like three days. Okay, she loves that stuff. Okay, and that's fine. Well, she was in a different sort of a mood. And um, I, I forget what it was, it had something to do with Christmas or Christmas plans or whatever, but she was like calling, she called, she got in touch with me. I forget how. Um, it was multiple electronic methods. Let's just leave it at that. And she, um, she said, I just, I felt bad for her, so I didn't say anything. But she she was really humbled up and sad, and she said, I just don't understand it, Johnny. There were so many of us praying. I just don't understand it. And I said, as nicely as I could think of to say it, I said, I know what's happening. If if you feel like it, if you feel led, Give me a call, and I'll explain it to you. And then I, I just left it alone. And uh, I don't know, maybe an hour later she came back and said, the only thing I can think of is, you know, she made a comment about abortion in Gen Zers or something like that, which, by the way, a lot of the pundits, the, um, you know, the, the – Gosh, there's so many of them. But anyway, uh, that are that are that you can sign up and listen to their little tweets, whatever, on Twitter if you were listening. Um, uh, and I have a hodgepodge. I have this really wide variety of all sorts of different folks. A lot of them, you know, monitor one another, et cetera. But anyway, the point is, um, yeah, they, they, there was that phase. Uh, therefore, approximately 24 hours. Well, I, I won't say that. I'll just say that for several long hours, because I was periodically checking it for an hour at a time for a while, um, people were, um, as a matter of fact, Candace Owens, if you know who she is, she uh, was real vocal about it. She was like, man, we are dorked over by Gen Z. We're dorked over by Gen Z. All they care about is is uh, their ability to kill babies and uh, and, uh, uh, and and get uh, free student loans, folks. What did I say? Like like a week ago or whatever, I said the exact thing that she said, but she didn't say it until after she could see that they were being defrauded. So you take you take the Gen Z problem, you take the millennial problem, you add that together because they're as narcissistic as you can possibly get. I mean, they, they, they myopic doesn't that the word myopic, self-centered and not able to see anything except what you want. Okay, that is the essence of who these people are. There's no compassion. It's about me, 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 me. All right, and and so when you take the millions of them who are voting, you throw that on top of the pile of fraud, and all all they got to do uh, is basically just you know in in a couple of key states which they did, um, and very effectively so by the way, um, they watched the numbers. They simply watched the numbers increment, 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 and then as soon as it got to the point where they needed more Dem votes, they would send in more ballots, more ballots, more counting, more ballots, more counting, more ballots. It, it, it was the same thing as stuffing the system, the same thing that they did in 2,000 mules. They just did it at a lower key this time. 
They didn't need to back up semi-trailers from other states and, and have, you know, 2,000 mules go out and stuff the ballot boxes. They had enough control over enough uh, critical uh, battlegrounds uh, that they were able to just simply, you know, defraud those particular voting precincts. The machines went down. I said, I said that, now, I thought the Dominion machines were going to get hacked, and we don't even know if the Dominion machines were hacked or not. It takes a while to figure that stuff out with forensics. However, they went down, as we all know, in Maricopa County, which was absolutely bar none, one of the most critical counties of the, uh, of the entire country. Okay, and don't even get me going on Herschel Walker thing. Isn't it just interestingly coincidental, okay, that it's the same exact places that it was during the 2020 Donald Trump fraud? Well, yes, it was. You know why? Because they have the control grid in place there, and they know exactly what they're doing. They're counting the votes. Their machines are incrementing, and they know how to stuff it. They know how to stuff more votes in there that are fake and be able to increment the counters so that, oh, 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 well, gee whiz, you know, um, uh, Laura Boebert was down, uh, you know, up 67 points, but now she's down five points because we stuffed the ballot. Stuff, 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 stuff. And what is this, what is this Fetterman thing? I mean, is it okay to, like, have, like, somebody that, I mean, is it unchristianly for me to refer to him like he is? Didn't he say that he wanted to leave out all these mass murderers and rapists out of jail? Wasn't that one of his running planks? Can you imagine the voting constituency for the state of Pennsylvania being so brain dead, okay, that they, so self-centered, so worried about whether or not they're going to be able to abort a baby or not, that they would vote for that? individual. And I'm being kind, really, when you think about it. Not only should somebody like that not be able to run, they shouldn't even be able to be walking around free with a voter registration card in their pocket. This is a frightening time. It's unbelievable. And yes, I got depressed. Matter of fact, I'll share with you some of the stuff to jettison me into depression. <laughs> you know, because I like to share my depression with other people. Just you know, because I I'm, I know I'm not the only one that's going through this stuff. You know, and 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 it's part of our walk. You know, I mean, and, and it's ironic. Like I said, it's so ironic because I know that this is the fastest route to our departure. It, I mean, it is if. As I said before, if the midterms resulted in a flip to the red for both the Senate and the uh, House, they would be able to unravel and undo virtually everything that the entities of darkness have instituted in their takedown of the West. And I do mean Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania, uh, you know, all the countries in Europe, uh, the United States, and who knows how many other that you would be able to clump in with the West. And they're taking it down. So the takedown is still in full play. It just slowed down a little bit because, you know, when you're defrauding, you know, a country with 350 million people in it and they're kind of like on to you, you sort of want to quiet things down, you know, and just sort of slip it in like a thief in the night kind of thing, which is what they did. As a matter of fact, right right here, right in front of me, um, there's this one guy I, I – <laughs> He cracks me up on Twitter. He calls himself Il 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 Donaldo Trumpo. <laughs> okay, so, and he has a little picture of Donald Trump with a big old you know Spanish mustache on it, which cracks me up. But anyway, and you know what he said today? Just fi- uh, literally five hours prior to the program, all capital letters: stolen election again! Exclamation points all over the place. 
He's he's not by himself, by the way. All you got to I mean, just look around. It's unbelievable. Here, here's this person. Uh, I don't know who this is. Uh, Laverne Spicer could be related to the Spicer fellow that was you know do, doing the uh, White House thing for a while. Sean Spicer. But anyway, she says, listen up. If we don't address what went on in these midterms, we stand no chance in 2024. Laverne Spicer says that. A couple down from that, another person, uh, she calls herself Janine. Uh, her whole nickname or what handle is Janine. I've got one that can see. I don't know what that means. But she said, and I quote, they cheated again. There's nobody on this earth that can convince me otherwise. Good for you, Janine. <laughs> and uh, another one, uh, Another I don't know this guy, uh, but he his name is uh, or at least claims his name is Daniel F. Uh, Baranowski. He says I've moved from being confounded over the election results to being outright pissed. Does anyone care to join me? So it's interesting to note that um, you know because if this percentage of people are awake and aware to the fact that it was fraud. Um, and why wouldn't anybody – I mean, people were already knowing that it was fraud when Maricopa County's uh, Dominion machines went down. Don't even get me going into all the sociopolitical dynamics that, are, that work its way into that mess. Okay, but anyway, yep, once again, defrauded midterms, and that is exactly what I predicted. But you know what? Here's the good news. The good news is it, we are going to get to wherever it is we're going – sooner now okay because the the satanic global the global satanic crime syndicate that is trashing the world right now through obama and biden and all these other lgbt what am i entities from the bowels of sheol okay that are destroying everything okay they're doing it on purpose see that's the thing that's the kind of thing that scott the scott ritters of the world and the aussie aussie cossacks of the world they don't understand that they're they're completely blown away they're like, how can the West cut their own nose off to spite their face? How can they do, institute all these sanctions on Russia? How stupid can they be to do these things knowing that it's going to destroy the economies of the Western world? Well, they, they, they're completely blown away by it all. We're not. Because we know that this has been in the plan for, well, I think the first uh, penned uh, plan was by uh, Sir Francis Bacon, known Rosicrucian, in 16, I think it's 1611, but I'm not absolutely sure, in his book uh, that he wrote called The New Atlantis. That was the first time a Satanist penned, uh, you know, the master plan to take down the United States of America, which, by the way, aligns beautifully with the Bible, because, you know, you have Revelation 18 and Babylon the Great has fallen, has fallen, and all that kind of stuff. We already know because of the testimonies of, you know, Henry Groover, A.A. Allen. God showed them these things. Dimitri Dudeman, God showed them exactly who Babylon the Great is. Now, I know there's other people people that have other opinions and stuff, and, and you know what? I know what I know. <laughs> I already know. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, so, But if somebody else wants to believe it's Donald Duck, like I say, if you want to believe Donald Duck is the Antichrist, believe Donald Duck is the Antichrist. If you want to believe that, Don, you know, Il Don, Donaldo Trumpo is the Antichrist, go ahead and believe he's the Antichrist. I'm not going to sit and argue with you. You're going to see soon enough. You're going to see soon enough. All of this is in play. None of this stuff is hard to figure out. It's right there. There are even articles that talk about it. 
if you pay attention to it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, I wanted to share those with you. But also I want to share this actually came out the night of the election. All right. Let me play this for you now. I got to be careful because I want to make sure. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Checking my sound. I'm telling you, Windows 11 dorks with your sound so bad it's a miracle I can do a show at all sometimes. Um, hold on a second. Oh, look at that. And they got they want to do another update. I mean, it's like can't get it right just one time. All right, but anyway, uh, just for a week. <laughs> Nothing drive me nuts. Right, hopefully the the sound will come through okay on this. But this is Brett Bear, and uh, gosh, what is her name? I can't remember. But anyway, um, there there. This is live midterm coverage later in the evening. Okay, around ten twenty six p.m. on election day. Okay, and listen to what this call-in person expert says, which, by the way, is absolutely true, and, by the way, is extremely supportive of the fact that it was another act of massive election fraud. Amazing. All right, so late, listen to this again. Election day. Here we go. Just think about this. Uh, we welcome back uh, Mark Thiessen and Hillford Jr. to the panel. Uh, we talked a lot about debates and when some candidates did debates and some didn't do them. Had the October 25th debate been September 30th, would this race have changed? Mm. Mark? I, I think it might have, or maybe it wouldn't have. I mean, I think there's a broader issue here, which mm -hmm. is that, so think about this. We have the worst inflation in four decades, the worst collapse in real wages in 40 years, the worst crime wave since the 1990s, the worst border crisis in U.S. history. We have Joe Biden, who is the least popular president since Harry Truman, since presidential polling happened and there wasn't a red wave. That is a searing indictment of the Republican Party. That is a searing indictment of the message that we have been sending to the voters. They looked at all of that and said, and looked at the Republican alternative and said, no thanks. That is, that is a really, the Republican Party needs to do a really deep introspection look in the mirror right now because this All right, now, now that is a, wow, like, um, it hurts to even hear somebody say something like that because it's so true. But that what he's saying is supportive of the Gen Z problem, you know, the Gen Z millennial problem, which is a big problem. They had I, I watched the videos of people coming out of the voting booths, um, women, you know, in their 40s and stuff like that going, no, I voted Democrat because of Roe. Um, you know, so that was a real tangible problem, which, by the way, made – it a lot easier for them to defraud and steal the election by pumping a few hand, you know, a couple of handfuls of extra votes in there just to make sure that the, uh, you know, blue numbers went o slightly over so that they could call, the, you know, call the election uh, through the fraud. Okay, so when you have when you had the Gen Z problem, you got the millennial problem. You've got, you know, uh, and this has been planned. They've been planning doing for hundred years. Okay, the destruction of religion, you know, the removal from religion uh, from our uh, school systems, uh, the, the degradation of the schools, the, the, all the things. These have been going on since the 60s. This has all been part of the master plan. You can't have Gen Zers and millennials out there destroying your country because they're so self-centered so self they can't see past their, their hand. Okay, you can't have that unless you destroy their brains while they're growing up in the school system. 
This is all stuff that was seen, visions from, from J. Vernon McGee, uh, David Wilkerson. Uh, none of this stuff is, should be a surprise to any of us, and we're seeing the manifestation of these dynamics occurring in the voting process, which, by the way, is what this one uh, Fox News contributor brought up. Okay, But he was only looking at it from that viewpoint. When he said, well, this ought to be a searing indictment. No. In fact, I disagree with what he said. In fact, it shouldn't be a searing indictment. What it should be is a searing indictment about, uh, uh, on, 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 on how this country was allowed to turn into a satanic country in the first place, which started happening back in the 60s and then the 70s, and goodness gracious knows what all. The, the, the problem, the root cause of the problem was started many, many, many decades ago. What, 60, 70 years? I don't know how many years ago. I thought 37 years would be about mid-80s, so probably about 40 years ago, maybe, maybe 45 years ago. So, and many people, many preachers and pastors and people that are anointed by God have seen it over the years, the degradation of all of our foundations, the degradation of our families, the degradation of our marriages. Nobody wants to work at anything. We just turn our backs on everything. All of our fundamental Christ-like behaviors that should be embedded into our families and should have been for the last 50, 60 years, gone. When, when, you know, like Jesus would say, you know, when you don't have the foundation of the house, what's going to happen? Right. Right. And that's exactly where we are. So you put a little sprinkle of fraud on the top of that problem. And what do you get? This. So and now. Oh, oh. And then to make matters even more. I mean, as, as, you know, you, of course, you're like going, oh, my gosh, what's next? But here, think about this. So then Trump, in the middle of all this stuff, Trump's making enemies out of everybody. He's taking it personally. He's out there calling people names. He's, he's publicly disparaged Ron DeSantis several times, and people are not happy with him. Now, granted, you know, the average American, you know, God bless the USA, you know, Budweiser beer drinking, you know, throw the can at somebody and whatever. Okay, yeah, when it comes to raw numbers— he can definitely call up the wrong raw numbers. But what's to keep him from doing fraud again? Shrug your shoulders. I mean, there's even people out here tweeting on Twitter. They're going like, we've got to change how we're looking at things. People will never, uh, you know, have confidence in the election process again, and no one will come out to vote. And I'm like, all I can think of is this. You're good. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, yeah, it's um, I did, you know, it was kind of depressing because I was, I don't know, there was one side of me that just wanted things to work the way they should be because that's, I don't know, maybe, I mean, to see Laura Boebert saying, praise Jesus, we're going to win, and, you know, that that gets me jacked up. That gets me excited, I, you know, and, and I was, I got excited, and in my heart I was voting. I was I pray it even, but anyway, what I predicted did come true. Um, and right now the numbers are in, <clears throat> so it's it's a done deal. I don't care how many. Oh, they got this election or that election, blah 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 blah. And I don't mean nothing. At the end of the day, the numbers are in exactly as they needed to to, to hold control of the Congress sufficiently uh, to uh, continue with their uh, program, their plan to destroy and biblically bring us into the depths of the Great Tribulation, bring us into that point where, I mean, you know, it, it, it's so obvious. And so, yeah, yeah, we definitely don't have respite. 
We definitely are not going to see a slowdown of the ugly, the sinful, the horrible, the unspeakable, the things that you can't unsee that you're being forced to look at. If you, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's have a nice diversity training, mandatory diversity training for all people in corporate America so we can all sit around and look at the zoo animals inside the room with us that we're supposed to be okay with. Anyway, but that's what they do, and that's what they will continue to do, and that's what they've been doing for an endless number of years. All right, so anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we are. I wish I was wrong. But I won't be eating any crows tonight. I just knew it. In my heart, I just looked at the trend, and I said, our Heavenly Father has lifted his hand of protection off of this earth. Otherwise, there would have been no pandemic. Pandemic, call it what you want to. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been poisoning and, and tens of thousands of people murdered by a bioweapon that was jammed in their arms. And now Candace Owens is fighting with uh, Donald Trump. They used to be best buddies, but... You know, she did. She made a public comment that Donald Trump should rescind his support for, you know, the vaccine. And, uh, well, you know how Trump is. You never say anything negative to Trump. All he's going to do is publicly disparage you. And, and you don't even have to do anything wrong to get publicly disparaged by Trump. Okay, he's just an ass. Okay, and if that's a sin, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will forgive me. But I went, I flip flopped. I went back and thought, man, this guy, there's something wrong with this guy. I didn't like him from the start, but I was happy to see some of the policies and the things that were happening when people were talking about Jesus on on Fox News when he was in office. I was like, Hallelujah! I even jumped out of my chair and said, Praise God! But when I'm watching the things that are happening right now, he hasn't changed a bit. He is still the most evil, self-centered. I mean, my goodness gracious, now, now, if it's a, a matter of being a lesser of two evils, but the idea that he would disparage somebody that's truly a real Christian, Ron DeSantis, and I'm not even into politics. I'm just telling you, as a fact, he is a real, bona fide, super Christian. Ron DeSantis. Trump isn't. He even admitted publicly that he's never repented for nothing, which means by definition he's not a Christian. All right. Now, all that being said, um, to be attacking publicly DeSantis, who's really a true blue bona fide Christian. (laughs) I mean, oh, my gosh. I'm like, what are you doing? You're sticking a knife in your own neck, you moron. But anyway, whatever, there's the one thing that we can count on is 2024, gazillions of people out there across the good old United States of A, uh, you know, voting for Donald Trump. Because it's really kind of a – anyway, so we're, we're, we're definitely lined up for that if they let him live – if the forces of darkness, the global crime syndicate, Santana crime syndicate, allows him to even live that long. We don't know. Um, But what we do know is the next two years are going to be really rough, folks. Okay? But we knew it. We knew we were going to have to go through our desert period. We know that we are going to have to be just like the Israelites and, you know, set free and whatever. And we'll be in the desert and we, we can't complain. We've got to be praising God. So we got to, you know, if we're, if we're frustrated, we're upset, we're depressed, whatever the negative feeling is that we have, we've got to get ourselves up, 
brush ourselves off, praise God, thank you, Jesus, and get going. Hallelujah. Because guess what? Every time something like this happens, we get a little bit closer. And think about it. If this, if they didn't fraud, defraud and Gen Z themselves into this situation that we're in, how much longer? Four years longer? How many, I mean, how much would they reverse? Because the darkness, the, the, the evil that these entities have instituted in this country in the form of acts and laws and executive orders and all the, and the signatures that they have, they signed away our sovereignty to the United Nations and the World Health Organization, so we all have to have mandatory vaccines and all this other stuff when they let the next thing loose. The degradation of this country is so far beyond the, cons- the, the, the ability of the average American to be able to even receive it. They can't receive it because it's way too much. It's way too much. The destruction that has been done. Really, I had even said that even if the, even if the, the red tide had happened, I, I even said it would be almost impossible for them to reverse everything, all the negative things that have been done. In two years. They certainly would try, and that would slow things down for the Antichrist, okay, for the rise of the Antichrist, for the preparation of the world for the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And that is a really good thing for us that there is not, obviously, not going to be a – you might say – Come on, Johnny, man. Think about it. What are you saying? I mean, are you actually asking for us all to be, you know, jettisoned into this really super-duper ugly time? Well, how ugly is the time that we're in now? The only thing that I can think of that would be uglier is the loss of our dwelling places. But other than that, um, you know, the Scripture, I love this. This is the NLT um, version of Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Don't worry about, I, I, I have these scripture cards all over my desk. I even have little card holders and I flip them like once a day or whatever. And um, they encourage me, you know, and um, I, I, one of the little scripture cards, I, I was like, hey, I don't know that scripture. Which, that, I, and then I went to the NLT of Philippians 4, 6 through 9. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he's done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. (laughs) That is just so simple and eloquent. I just love that. I love it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And And that's where we need to be. We can't let it let it get us down. We got to stay motivated. I have to start working out tomorrow. If I don't start working out, I'm gonna I don't know. I'll disintegrate. (laughs) So I've got to really push myself super duper hard. Uh, And uh, you know, if if I uh, but anyway, I'm gonna I'm I'm setting a goal to start it all tomorrow, if at all possible. Praise God. All right, now, uh, real quick, since we got over that whole midterm rant, uh, and we've been defrauded once again. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, we're back on track, uh, full speed ahead uh, into you know to to the destruction of the West and the, um, uh, what would you call it, the super high-speed movement through the period of uh, sorrows into the period of sorrows, the Olivet Discourse, the six, uh, chapter 6 of Revelation, the, the seals, were, were, man, we're full steam ahead, full steam ahead. Praise God. So now we just have to keep our eyes open for all of whatever it is that's coming, because let me tell you something. 
they ain't going to stop. They got an agenda. They've had the agenda for over 100 years. In fact, really for hundreds of years, they know exactly what they're going to do. They probably have 15 ways they're going to, you know, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, you know, like that. Many different ways that they can pull it off. And they're going to time it right because they don't want a French Revolution, you know, deal. Okay? They need to maintain control while they're doing the destruction, while they're making us kill each other. That's how it has to work. So that's why it seems to be moving extremely slow because he's boiling frogs. All right. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Kids, are you there? All right. Kids, what's the best thing to put in a pumpkin pie? Because we're getting pretty close to Thanksgiving now. Oh, goodness gracious, i got a lot of things i got to do. Oh, gosh. Anyway, thank you, Jesus. Somebody give me some, a little bit of extra energy. I had some of that Tao, T-A-O, um, green tea before the program. I took a little nap. Probably shouldn't have done that. That wasn't real wise, you know, because it kind of messes with your sleep at night when you're old and decrepit like me. Ah, crows. Uh, oh. But anyway, I've got my, let's see, one, two, three tryptophan tablets, tryptophan. I got my slow-dissolving um, melatonin. I've got a couple of Kratoms, which help a little bit. At least Sister Nancy told me they did. And I've got these Alterals here. So uh, they're all uh, herbal sleep up supplements. So I'm going to, hopefully that'll help me to get to sleep tonight. Oh. One thing I've learned is that if my brain doesn't want to shut off, there isn't a much I can do about it. <laughs> I can even go over and take like a really, you know, a full-size shot of like ZZ Quill, which really ought to knock just about any anyone completely out. And sometimes I do that, and I don't even, that doesn't even work. I just toss and turn. I'm <laughs> like up all night long, like trying to, uh, anyway. I'm not, I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of us are in that same situation. Uh, sleeplessness, insomnia is bar none one of the most pervasive problems that the people of the world currently have because deep down inside their spirits are troubled about a bazillion things. People are seeing the things that are happening worldwide. Oh, I've even had one person contacted me, hadn't talked to him for a long, long time, maybe like half a year or so, and they called me up and they're like, can you tell me what the dose is for, um, you know, uh, uh, potassium iodide? <laughs> okay. I'm like, I haven't talked to a person like six years, you know, six, six months, you know, and I'm like thinking, you know, hey, how are you doing? How's things been going? You know, this, any other. And instead, within, you know, seconds of, you know, can you tell me what the proper dose is for potassium iodide? <laughs> okay. And uh, anyway, so... Yep, those are the days we live in right now. Praise God. So, kids, what is the best thing to put? This might be the very last Thanksgiving, by the way. So, you better make the best of it. I got my little plane ticket to fly up Pennsylvania and see my family. Two people moved down to my sister Marilyn's house. Well, one of them died, actually. She's really had some hard times, man. I don't know how she holds herself together. Um, one of them died, and one of them flipped out and left her. So now she's down. Two people contributing to the rent, which for her is a massive financial hit. So who knows? Maybe the Lord is opening up an opportunity for me to dump this house and early retire anyways. So I'm really thinking about it. Who knows? We'll have to see. Kids, so make the best of this holiday. 
as best as you can. Um, don't watch too many Hallmark shows because those things will stick in your head and you'll never get rid of them. All right, praise God. And you'll think, you'll think, you'll think, you know, especially you young people out there that are married and you're happy because if you watch too many Hallmark shows, here's what's going to happen. You're every time you see a man in a, um, this is for you ladies out there that are, you know, like in your thirties or your forties and you're married and you're happy and you're married in Christ. Well, what'll happen is you watch too many Hallmark films. What will happen is every Every time you see a man in a flannel shirt, you're going to have some kind of subconscious threat. You'll, you'll be like, you stay away from him. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or the other way around. The man will be thinking that. Because, because that's like every single Hallmark plot, right? It's like um, girl goes to small town. I'm pretty much summarizing like 100 Hallmark shows. Girl goes to small town is really busy with her work from New York or San Francisco or whatever, constantly doing whatever she's doing. But something draws her away, and, and she's like, oh, this is kind of charming. But then, all of a sudden, here comes this guy with a flannel shirt and blue jeans. And if there's a cowboy hat, forget about it. It's a game over. But anyway, so then, stuff starts happening. And invariably, every single time, the actual boyfriend friend from downtown Manhattan working for the, you know, the, uh, the uh, um, uh, you know, stock market or whatever, uh, that the gazillionaire comes in on his, you know, helicopter or whatever. And, and you know, and she's like, no, no, I'm just going to take the simpler life. I, I like the flannel shirt and, um, you know, that's, that's like every single Hallmark plot, isn't it? I'm sorry. Look, if I blew it for you Hallmark fans out there, if I just completely trashed it with spoilers for you, I apologize. But I think by now you probably figured that part out. Right, kids? All of us have. The, the moral of the story is do not men, you men out there in Christ, do not be threatened by flannel shirts. Okay. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, what's the best thing to put in pumpkin pie? Would that be nutmeg? Would that be what, you know, which, which cinnamon maybe? How about a little bit of uh, cloves? How about that? Kids, what's your teeth? <laughs> okay. All right, kids, your teeth is the best thing. I love pumpkin pie. I like to make mine extra spicy. If they say one teaspoon of, like, you know, cinnamon, I put two teaspoons. If they say one teaspoon of, you know, nutmeg, I put two in there. You know, I like it, like, extra spicy. Praise God. Anyway, next one up. Who helped the squash cross the road? See, we're personifying vegetables right now. Who helped the squash cross the road? The crossing gourd. <laughs> Crossing gourd? Come on, that's pretty funny, isn't it? And, and, and it is the time of the year for a nice gourd joke, isn't it? I mean, I love those gourds. Aren't they cool? When you go to, like, the, the grocery store and they have this, like, big old basket full of all kinds of freaky-deaky multicolored gourds that only come out, you know, they're, they, some of them look like pumpkin, some of them look like squash, some of them are just flat-out gourds, but they're so colorful, and it's like, Father, what did you put them on earth for? <laughs> just so we could decorate the house at harvest time? Hallelujah. But I love those things. Sometimes I just you know, throw them all over the place. Well, you know, around the house. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, why was the cook late to Thanksgiving dinner? Why was the cook late to Thanksgiving dinner? Hmm? 
he lost track of time. You know, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. And by the way, those are the four spices that you use. If you use fresh, just a teeny-weeny little pinch, or you'll ruin your stuffing. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Right, kids? <laughs> if you like thyme, then you're okay. Yeah. Scarborough Fair. Who would have thought they give away the recipe for really killer stuffing? Here's how I make my stuffing in case you're interested. It's really, really good. I just use I use all 9x13 uh, foil pans so I can throw, the cleanup is a snap, throw them away. But what I do is I take the all the uh, dried bread cubes. I used to dry them myself, you know, from loaves of bread overnight in, in the oven and whatever, and then turn them all up by hand. But then I was like, ah, forget about that. So I, I just buy the cubed uh, bread. Put it inside there. Of course, I take the turkey. You know, the turkey's been cooking overnight at 200 degrees, so it's like it falls off the bone. It is the most amazing thing. You cook it in a bag 200 degrees. You inject it. You know, you use a turkey injector. I like to use, um, oh, goodness gracious, what's it called? Old Bay seasoning. So I make like a brine with the Old Bay seasoning, and I, I you know, inject it all over the turkey and turn the turkey upside down so the the, the breast is uh, pointing downward. And then I, you know, shake a little bit of extra of the Old Bay across the top of it. And then I, t- you know, tie the thing and, and put it in the oven at about 7 o'clock the night before at 200 degrees. And then when I wake up the next day, um, it's almost fully cooked. Now, I have to leave it go until probably about 9, 9.30 until it gets that nice brown co- color to it. But it is absolutely fabulous. But now you got the turkey uh, juices, okay? And so you can pour them over the top of your bread cubes. And then you got to add, like, green bell peppers, red bell peppers, macadamia nuts, onions, um, and a tiny little pinch of Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Right, kids? Time. Time is the secret. Ah, Impress your friends. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And on that note, let's go through the rest of the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, before I go into the next segment, which is going to be talking about what's going on over in Russia, which is very important because, well, we know it ain't over yet, although it kind of almost seems like it is. But um, but anyway, I did want to point out this uh, three more tight House races called Democrats narrowing the GOP path to a majority. Now, um, this is a, kind of a game over situation. Uh, there, as a matter of fact, what's really in progress right now is the Senate's been locked. So they're done with the Senate. Even if there's still some people voting out there, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Okay, the Senate is locked by the Democrats. So they got it. All right. So they're, you know, as far as I can tell, and according to all of the news reports, they, they, they called, you know, the, the official people, whoever they are, whatever kind of shape-shifting Draco reptilian that they are, they have called it, and it is now, uh, you know, in control of the Democrats. No surprise there. All right. Now, supposedly, you know, we'll we'll see, but. To the best of my understanding, as best as you know, I, I read, 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 go, go through tons of, and, and yeah, it's stolen. So both, I think, as best as I could tell, unless a miracle occurs, 
the House and the Senate will both be potentially lost, even though when I took the snapshot of this particular uh, headline, uh, they, they still had 211 Republicans, 200 Democrats. But if they continue to fraud the way that they have been continuing to fraud thus far, I'm not so sure that 11 number is going to stay sound. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now, what's going on with Russia? What's going on with Russia and the Ukraine right now? Because that's a big deal. All right. Um, now, what I will – I'm going to play Aussie Kosak here in a second because he has a little rant where he's very concerned because what happened was the next major city – you've got to look at a map. If you don't look at a map and you don't understand the terrain and the map and where Russia was going and why they were going there because their, go- their ultimate goal is to make it all the way to Odessa and make – you know from Odessa all the way across Kherson and all the way up through the Donbass. They want to seal that all off as Russian territory at a minimum, at a minimum. Now, if Putin holds to his word, now he might change his mind for good reasons, and you know he, he doesn't want a whole lot of people to die for no good reason. Okay, let's just put it that way. He is the one that opens up the um, humanitarian corridors. He is the one who allows his own soldiers to die by the thousands trying to protect the people so that they can escape from the towns that are being shelled by the Azov Nazi b- b- battalions. Okay, it's very sick. And whenever I see somebody from the West, I don't care who they are, making some kind of a comment that there aren't any Nazis over there. I, man, oh man, I wish I had the money to get on a plane because I would love to go. But anyway, never mind. It, it, nothing good would come from it. So we just got to deal with it. All right. Praise God. So what's, what's going on? So what the next big event that was supposed to happen for those of us who are watching the activities associated with the Ukraine and the progress in eliminating the Nazi problem, which, by the way, is going to be extremely hard for Putin to do or anybody to do, for that matter, unless they take Zelensky out. Why? Because he's a Nazi and he supports the other Nazis. These are real high Hitler Nazis. They have swastikas tattooed all over their body. They murder babies. They cut the body parts off of people. They, I'm, I'm, folks, I'm telling you, it's worse than anything you've ever seen in, in Schindler's List. It's absolutely horrible. And I know people who live there. And have, you know, family and moms and stuff. I get it. It's, we're being lied to like crazy, and it's absolutely. Oh. But anyway, so um, so Russia was moving into Kherson. That was the next really big town that they needed to get control of, and they did. They held it for pr- pretty long time. However. Because of the terrain and where the water comes in on the backside of Kherson and some other challenges that they had with the numbers of their troops, they didn't really have. They needed about 100,000 more troops to do it right. And they knew that they, they, knew, they knew it. So they pulled back because the U.S. and all the other evil countries of Satan are pumping these Nazis with very, very advanced state-of-the-art weaponry now for the first time. So there's a lot of the things that they're getting that are very high-end, and it's given Russia a hard time. Now, it wouldn't be a problem if they had their troop numbers up, because then they would be able to keep their supply lines open and all that kind of stuff. But to do it with 50,000, 60,000 people, when you're up against, you know, weaponry from, you know, uh, Australia and the United Kingdom and France and stuff, that, and it's all U.S. made. It's all U.S. made. So, um, yeah, so they, they, you know, Putin and his uh, generals looked at the situation and said, look, 
We're looking at the terrain. We're looking at the possible losses that we could take to hold Kherson. Uh, we better, we, the smart thing for us to do would be to pull back, save the lives of our soldiers, save the lives of the civilians since the Azov Nazis are bombing them on their escape routes out of town. Too many people were dying. They don't want people to die. It's the Azov Battalion. It's the Zelenskys of the world. It's the Bidens of the world. It's the Obamas of the world. It's the World Economic Forums of the world that want people to die. Putin came out in a public speech in front of the United Nations and said these words, and I'm summarizing. I don't want any part of your new world order. That really messed people up. That really angered, you know, the WEF and you know all, all that stuff. So anyway, now now they want to get rid of them because <laughs> that's what they do. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play this audio bite here of Ossie Kosak making a commentary about because um, he was very very disappointed for um, the fact that um, Russia, the Russian Federation, had decided to pull back from Kherson. Uh, you know, but uh, again, uh, he 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 said these words in 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 a fit of frustration. I understand where he was coming from. I felt the same way. Uh, but since then, I've looked deeper into it and realized that it was absolutely the most brilliant tactical move that they could have made. You know, if you're dumb enough because you you're full of pride to descend like kind of like our soldiers were, uh, you know, slaughtered in Vietnam because he had a bunch of prideful 22-year-old lieutenants out of West Point telling people when they're supposed to take a hill and slaughtering people out of their own dagnabbit ignorance. Well, guess what? But that's not what's going on with the Russian, with the Russian troops. Their leader cares that people don't die on his watch. And anyway, so, um, but anyway, I'm going to play this for you. Hold on. Let me just find it. Yep. There we go. Double click. And here we go. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to click it right over here. Quick video. So very interesting news from the front line. Just come in. Uh, The Russian Minister of Defense, Shrugel, and his staff have announced that Russia is withdrawing its troops from Kherson, from the city of Kherson, but not only from the city of Kherson, but also from the region of Kherson. Now, Russia's lost a lot of troops defending this area. Uh, what can I say? Obviously, there's been a deal done on the top between Russia and the United States. Obviously, the elections are going, Republicans are winning, and they've made a deal. It looks like Russia Not will anymore. Uh, concede the territory and withdraw all around Kherson, and new borders will be formed along the Dnieper River. Uh, like as a natural border. Today, the Kherson pro-Russian leader was killed in a so-called car accident. There's no footage or photos of the car accident. Uh, very dubious and strange circumstances. At the same time, Kherson was surrendered. Russia evacuated about 80,000 citizens from there. Uh, officially, they say it was a... Um, you know, tactical withdrawal, whatever. Uh, it's quite obvious that there's been a deal made. Europe doesn't want to have a problem during winter. Ukraine can't keep fighting. The Americans want the war to stop as well. All right. <clears throat> anyway, on that note, I would say stay tuned. 
All right, that's my opinion. I I actually have done some deeper dive research uh, about two to three days after um, this commentary was made and published, and um, there are now. You know what? Was it? Is he right? He could be. All right. So I'm not saying he's wrong for sure. I'm just saying that there is another side to that coin. The Russia, again, still did call up over 200,000, actually 300,000 grand total troops, and they're still in training and they're still getting them ready. Okay. That, as best as we can tell from the intel that's coming out from the people that are on the ground there, uh, that has not stopped. Now, if that be true, they could they could come in a completely different direction and move down into Kiev and all that other stuff. So again, um, right now, uh, as Aussie Kosak is com- commenting on the Kherson laws, okay, he's also bummed out. And as you know, he was incorrect about the fraud. He didn't anticipate the fraud that happened in the midterm elections. Uh, he figures that we cut some kind of a deal. I don't think we did. In fact, I, I strongly don't think we did, and the reason, more, more than any other reason, uh, of all reasons, more than anything, we don't want to deal with them. We want them to die. We want Putin to be removed. We want to flip the power structure and take control. It, that, it, it, but anyway, and ultimately cause them to fight, cause them to launch. I mean, there's even it's it's getting kind of hairy. Okay, so I don't really think my personal opinion is that there will not be respite. It's going to move forward and um I can see why people would think that. I do know that there has been some pub, public, you know, petitions to come to an agreement. I've seen them. But again, to come to an agreement means it's bad. You think it was bad to leave all the Americans in Afghanistan so that they could be slowly killed? No. Well, it's the same problem over there. If Putin does not stop, but he, if he doesn't keep on going and clean clean house, it's going to be the most mass slaughtered genocide. It's going to make Bosnia and Herzegovina look like a trip to Disneyland. All right. You, the it's, the situation is too far gone. Okay, so he can't. Ethically, he cannot pull back. He has to go in and finish the job. Okay, that's just how it is. We can't have another Bosnia and Herzegovina over there. We can't have 10,000 people dying a week over there. It's just not okay. So that's my two cents. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. I praise God. This is a a reprint from the Times of Israel, and they have their um, little $8 blue check and, uh, you know, for uh, Twitter. (laughs) It's one of the funniest things. Every single person, it doesn't matter who it is, every single person that complains on Twitter about the blue check, (laughs) right below it is Elon Musk going, $8! (laughs) 
It's hilarious. But anyway, Times of Israel reports that Polish Independence Day March featured Nazi symbols and overt calls to burn Jews. By the way, they have a robust and very detailed photograph from above. Looks like it was probably taken from a drone. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It looks like hell. Red fires and pe- – oh, gosh. Polish Independence Day March features Nazi symbols, calls to burn the Jews. Opposition lawmakers slam police for detaining anti-fascist activists Warsaw, but not, uh, in Warsaw but not reacting to the Nazi symbols in Krakow and crowd chants. Wow. Can you believe, it's, it's, it, it really, can you imagine taking somebody from like the 70s and like, you know, putting them in like a time machine to today? They would be like, no way. <laughs> yes way. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. Headline, Russian rally urges Putin. Now, this was Newsweek, so just. Consider a source. Russian rally urges Putin to strike the United States with nuclear-capable Satan-2 missiles. This is the SMOT missile. Uh, it's really powerful. And, um, and it has like 16, I think, um, multiple independent re-entry vehicles that all fly at hypersonic speed. So it's not stoppable. Anyway, um, so what what really happened? This wasn't a thing where... Putin was like sitting at a desk ranting and pounding his desk, you know, just saying, we must kill America. That's more for like North Korea. Okay, (laughs) the Russians are not like that. I will say, though, however, at this particular I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you a clip from the rally. And let's just go. A rally recently held in Moscow saw attendees and leaders calling the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, calling for him to launch a nuclear strike against Washington, D.C. Now, take that with a grain of salt. But anyway, it goes on. It says a clip from the rally was shared on Twitter on Saturday morning by Julia Davis, creator of the Russian media monitor and columnist for the Daily Beast. So these are two very corrupted left fake news outlets. So you got to consider the source. goes on to say, in the video, a man can be seen leading a crowd of people through the streets. Think agent provocateurs, agent provocateurs planted by Soros and their friendly crowd of, uh, you know, V8 drinking, sick, twisted, whatever. Okay, of Moscow with chance calling for attacks on Washington. Strike the decision-making centers, the man leading the crowd shouts. Now, let's, let's translate. Strike the decision-making centers, the man hired by George Soros shouts. You know, on Washington, a fight task for the Samant missile, blah, 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 blah. So if anybody thinks that we're not over there instigating things, with <laughs> CIA and stuff, come on. You obviously don't, don't understand Babylon the Great's modus operandi. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. AP Newswire says the election takeaways. Take two. Congress control is on a knife's edge. Now, what amazes me is that the photograph that they decided to take is a photograph of what appears to be... Now, granted, it's only a small sampling of the audience, but they're all holding up, really high above their heads, Fetterman signs. Now, anybody that 
lives in Pennsylvania, has been from Pennsylvania, has spent any period of their time in Pennsylvania, this photograph with all these people holding up Fetterman signs, I don't know about you, but it might be a, a good enough reason to go and pick all the people up in Bucks County and move them somewhere else, like, you know, <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> okay? I don't know what happened with that group. All right, next one up. Dominion again. Voting machines malfunction and other problems emerge. And here's a whole article on, of course, the machines dropping over dead uh, on the day of the election at Maricopa County. Uh, Also in Mercer County, New Jersey, this occurred and some other places as well. So it was well orchestrated. And um, I think we're going to find out a whole, whole bunch more things, but they'll squelch it. They'll step on it. They'll call people names. They'll do what they always do, and it'll be business as usual. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Breitbart reports Democrat Lay Fink is Minnesota's first transgender lawmaker. Uh, I, I think I'll just skip over this. No commentary necessary. Next one. Analysts warn there probably won't be an election in 2024, they're saying. This is interesting. It says, analyst Martin Armstrong has warned that there may not be an election in 2024 and that the United States will not exist after 2032 due to a massive societal upheaval and financial collapse. Doesn't say nothing about the Bible in here, but this is suspiciously aligned with the Bible. Very interesting stuff. Could it be? Or does it drag on even longer? Is it death by 10,000 cuts? Or is it death by 50,000 cuts? (laughs) Next one up. Blaze Media reports federal court order releases imprisoned true the vote leaders who claim China-linked Konek committed crimes for which it has now been charged. So they took another look at it. And the judge was overruled, and now they're out. And they're going to be back at it again because they're not going to quit. But I don't know. I, I just, I'm still blown away that no, 2,000 mules should have just, oh, whatever. Saintness or Saintness. The doggone it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. World Net Daily reports, Woke Disney earns missed projections by a billion dollars in their shares plunge. So they argue that because of all of the controversy and stuff associated with, you know, their sick, twisted, I'm not going to repeat it. It's just unbelievable. Anyway, it's super duper evil. Protect your kids. Stay far away. Next one up. Al Jazeera reports Uganda to close schools early after eight children die of Ebola. By now, this is a couple of days old. So by now, how many is it? I think it's double. Is it completely out of control? Has it spread to other countries? Uh, we don't know yet. Praise God. Just keep our ears open. Uh, and, you know, we, we got so much other. You know, we got smallpox. We got polio. We got monkeypox. We got bubonic plague. We got, I mean, the list just goes on and on. All right. Um, uh, and don't forget, in uh, the DNC, they, they had an outbreak of one uh, type of hemorrhagic fever that was killing people within 24 hours, which aligns to what uh, Sarah Manet saw in her vision in 1979. What if that thing gets loose? Hey, what about the doggone COVID thing that they were messing around with using gain of function? All of them, every one of them, even the students, even the professors, they should all be in jail right now for the rest of their lives, sitting right beside Fauci as he waits for execution. Thank you, Jesus. 
All right. Um, North, Korea, North Korea missile tests were practiced to attack South Korea. Comes right out. Uh, overtly and publicly stated out loud. Uh, AP Newswire pulled it out. And uh, I, can't, I just really can't imagine why anybody would be surprised. North Korea's military said Monday its recent barrage of missile tests were practiced to mercilessly strike key South Korean and United States targets. Well, since we already know it's going to happen, I guess we're not surprised, are we? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Quarter of Europeans on the brink of ruin. New survey finds. That's not good. I have listeners over in Europe and um, friends, you know, that, that have, you know, and probably more that I, than I even realize. Uh, but the ones that I'm talking to, things are not good over there. They're not good. Things are getting pretty bad. A lot of protesting. A lot of yeah, it's bad. So, what? What all? You know, we don't know. We don't know the magnitude of what's going to happen this winter. But if anybody thinks I just I'm I here crows, I strongly strongly believe that the global satanic crime syndicate is not going to stop doing what they've been doing. And, and and if I'm right about that, then not only Europe, but the United States is going to have a real bad time of things here coming up. Now, I'm not going to get into all the statistics. The fact that right now um, uh, the tech sector is laying off more people than they have since 2002, I think it was, which was known as the, uh, the they call it the bubble burst, the Internet bubble burst. The, the, the layoffs in, in the tens of thousands, I guess it is, uh, at Facebook. And, of course, 50% of the people at Twitter. But those are just a few. They're, and not only that, but also um, the stock market is reacting very, very badly to the midterm fraud. <laughs> Who would think that they wouldn't? <laughs> okay, but anyway, all part of the evil satanic plan to take down the battle on the great. All right, next one up. Thank you, Jesus. Clashes, Euronews reports, clashes in Greece as strikes over inflation disrupt the public transport system. Thousands of people have protested across Greece in general strikes uh, against price hikes. Public and some private sector workers walked off the job for 24 hours on Wednesday to protest, to protest after rising inflation rates. Now, what you got to do is you got to multiply this in Athens and Thessalonica. I love that when I read like, you know, places in Greece that are like in the Bible. I'm like, hey, hey, look at that. The first and second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians is like one of my favorite, you know, books of the Bible. Athens and Thessalonica. Praise God. That's cool. That really brings the Bible home. But anyway, yeah, keep it, whatever you're seeing happening in Greece, in France, in Germany. By the way, Greece, France, and Germany makes up a very big part of Europe. Very big part of Europe. Throw in Spain, look out. Toss in a little bit of Italy, uh-oh. <laughs> okay? Just take a look at a map. You'll know what I'm talking about. So how many of these, how, how much of this is happening? How much rioting and, and chaos and mayhem and protesting and everything? We don't know. Now, oh, and don't even forget about the, 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 the um, uh, for, you know, England, <laughs> United Kingdom. Same deal. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. 
America's neo-Nazi bedfellows in the Ukraine are latest in long line of odious allies Washington has used against Russia. Uh, from program mongers to Hitlerites to radical Islamists, the United States collaborated with repugnant partners for more than a century. Okay. Um, no, that couldn't be true. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, if Gomer says it's true, then it is true. Soviet leader Joseph Stalin was furious when he found out in March of 1945 that his supposed World War II ally, Washington, D.C., was negotiating with the German Nazis behind his back. In fact, by the accounts of some historians, American spy and future CIA director Alan Dulles, which, by the way, is named after the worst airport in the world. Don't ever go to Dulles Airport. You'll walk so long, you'll think you've, you'll, you'll be like thinking, I should be on Mars by now, and I'm not at my gate. Anyway, essentially kicked out of the Cold War, goes on and on, says Stalin, U.S. President Franklin Roosevelt, who was a 33rd degree Mason, and Henry Wallace, who was his vice president, who was an admitted open Satanist, who worked with some creepy dude named Nicholas Rorick to make all the evil symbolism on the back of the $1 bill. Okay, but no, no, you know, no. Do the Americans ever know anything about the real history of the United States? No, they don't. <laughs> Not as a general rule. <sighs> anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Hallelujah. Schwab's World Economic Forum is now pushing to implant tracking microchips in humans as part of the Great Reset Agenda. The World Economic Forum is attempting to normalize the idea of implanting tracking chips into humans via the Internet of Bodies, a highly controversial technology. The Internet of Bodies, or IOB, is the biological extension of the Internet of Things that brought us driverless cars and smart homes. As part of the Great Reset, both are part of the plans for the future of humanity devised by the elite of the World Economic Forum. Oh, thank you, you nice elite. Can I have a cup, no cupcake for me? Oh, that's right. I'm, yeah, caste system of government, forgot. The IOB, Internet of Bodies, confirms its belief in the eternal benefits of technology and promises to improve our health and extend our life. That's a good idea, isn't it? No, the meaning becomes clear. Once you understand it, the key word here is data. Data is supposed to be the new oil in the new technological era. Our phones, our Fitbits are all collecting data about us, our locations, spending patterns, educational and economic status, political allegiances, walking steps, and oxygen levels. Until they flip on the social scoring system. And people like me that have an 820 credit rating will suddenly go to like minus 7,000. And police will come to the door of my house and go, where is this? This is a rebel. We must find who is in this house. Oh, see, they're here already. See, I've been expecting them for a while now. They sure are banging loud. Holy moly. Be quiet. Shh. Shh. I think they're going away. Yeah, they're getting into their Tahoes. Paramilitary gear. Yeah. Spooky. Guess he figured I wasn't here. Cool. Whew. 
That was a close one. All right, praise God. Um, all right, and Zen says he's not going to be able to uh, draw uh, join us tonight because of some things that are going on. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, we, when especially when we do regular uh, group programs. You know, uh, special. You know, when when people are super busy and all that kind of stuff. We expect it, and um, he was very kind to let us know. So uh, we will be blessed. I love it uh, with uh, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh here very shortly in the next uh, 33 minutes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I almost hit the wrong button. Don't want to hit the wrong button there. Okay. Listen to this. Greg Phillips explains why he and Catherine Engelbert or Engelbrecht were sent to prison. Now, these are the people that, that were the experts in the 2000 Mules movie. He and they were tossed in prison for you know uh, contempt of court you know because you know I, I'm not even going to get into the details but it says we have ear this is why listen to this now of course reflect back on 2000 meals and how successful that was the only thing that captures how successful 2000 meals was is this sound right here that is how successful 2000 meals was. It should have absolutely blown the mind. Everybody should have been forced. They should have taken every single Democrat and Republican in all lawmakers in all states, rounded them up, and literally handcuffed them to chairs with their eyes taped open to watch 2,000 mules. That's what should have happened. Well, anyway, so Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht uh, were sent to prison, and this is why they say in the quote here, it says, We have irrefutable evidence that the entire Pennsylvania voter registration file is living on a server in China. Serial numbers and ballot bundle numbers as well. You hear that? Irrefutable proof. Oh, and by the way, do you think that's where it ends? <laughs> I can assure you that's not where it ends. That's just one uh, tasty little nugget of uh, the stuff that they've discovered thus far. Praise God. So uh, what are they going to come out with? Um, next movie will be called, like, 100,000 Mules? <laughs> who knows? Oh, my gosh. At least, I don't know. Who knows? It probably won't mean anything because, you know, the glo- the global, and think about it, the global satanic crime syndicate and all that – what stopped? Nobody stopped nothing. Okay, here we are. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Nevada just voted a law into existence that will make it a crime to criticize transgenderism, even for children. So all you people out there that are listening from the state of Nevada, um, turn your doggone blog talk off or listen with headphones. Don't let anybody hear it. I wonder if it's an interstate crime. I wonder if they can, like, wonder if, you know, like, because, you know, maybe those black Tahoes will come back or, you know, uh oh, spoke too soon. Quiet. Okay. Looks like we tricked them. But, hey, at least now I don't have to blow off my driveway. After that storm went by, that Nicole storm, I still haven't gotten out there to blow off the driveway because I thought the yard, the yard service was going to do it. Well, they mowed the lawn, but they lived the lawn. Oh, anyway, uh, anyway, I can't win. All right, next one up. Tucker Carlson says, Democrats conditioning Americans to pass- passively accept election theft. Hmm. <laughs> 
correct. <laughs> uh, but how long will it stay passive? Hmm? What about the Donald Trump predictions and visions? What could happen there? I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Gosh, can you imagine how agonizing it's going to be to go another two years? Well, you know, if, if 2024 does become a reality and that's part of God's plan to really upset them, oh, man, can you imagine all this ugly and sick, twisted, perverted evil that we have to even set our eyes on or even hear about? And we got to go, and it's going to get worse, and we got to go through two more years of it before 2024, and then what happens? Man, we're going to need to pray our way through this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, next one up. Firearms. Normally, normally I do not report on anything that has to do with firearms because uh, you know how I feel about them. But uh, I will report this because guess what? Next, Well, one of the next things that we're watching for prophetically is the United States breaking into civil war. That's why when it, when there's all this fuss about, oh, they're coming to take our guns away. The, 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 the Dems are coming to take our guns away. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. The Dems worship Satan. It's probably quite a few of the Republicans do as well. And they want us to kill each other. It's a lot easier for the, It's so much easier for them and so much cheaper for us to kill each other. So all they got to do is sweep up the bodies. That's what they want. If they take our guns away, we won't kill each other because we won't have guns to kill each other with. <laughs> this is not rocket science. Wait a minute. Elon Musk, line three. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right. Hallelujah. Democrats maintain control of the Senate. <clears throat> I can't resist. I'm sorry. I just can't resist. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Yeah. Next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. Up to 280,000 tons of Russian fertilizers are arrested in Europe, Deputy Foreign Minister says. So when they, when they arrest them, what do they do with them? Let's read. Up to 280,000 tons of Russian mineral fertilizers have been under arrest. You are under arrest. Nitrogen up against the wall right now. I can see it right now. <laughs> it's like... Uh, Whatever. Arrest in the European countries over recent months, Vershinin said, adding that Russia supported gratuitous exports of these arrested arrested fertilizers. Hey, up against the wall, you fertilizers, you. You're causing all kinds of... And they're talking about sending them to Africa. It says the deputy minister added that Moscow was not satisfied with the implementation of the Black Sea grain deal, as Russian food products and fertilizers should have been a, quote, real access to international markets. But they don't tell you what they do after they arrest them. What do they do with them, then? I don't know. Just That ship is under arrest. Don't even look at it. Ah, whatever. This world is like so messed up. And praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Eleven school children pass out after an Ouija board session in Colombia. 
According to the reports, the youngsters were found unconscious, suffering from various physical ailments. The unnerving incident occurred at the Agricultural Technical Institute in Hato, Colombia, where shocked teachers discovered the unresponsive pupils collapsed in the corridor, reportedly suffering from symptoms ranging from muscle spasms to severe vomiting. They were taken to the Manuel Beltran Hospital in the city Sirocco district to receive treatment. wonder what they gave them. I do know, because of the expertise that I've um, developed over the years about how to deal with demons and get rid of them, <clears throat> is that... Um, the reason why the psychiatrists and stuff like to put people on incredible amounts of like Abilify and stuff when a person is demon-possessed is, A, they don't believe that, the, that they're demon-possessed. Okay, They don't understand it. It's completely out of their vocabulary. It's not even a possible thought. So when the person is like, you know, jumping across the hospital room, biting people on the neck and going, they just go, well, we have another person with schizophrenia. We're going to have to give them Abilify. And then they give them this big shot in their arm once a month, and it turns them into basically a zombie. And you might say, well, how come the demons aren't doing their demon stuff anymore? Well, when you shoot a person, a human body up with so much drugs that it can barely speak a coherent sentence, okay, you turn them basically into a mush pile, all right, well, the demons can't control it. They can't, they even, they, it, it, all the control has been taken away. There's nothing left for them to control. They can't cause the person to jump across the room and bite somebody on the neck because the person doesn't have the ability to jump across the room and bite somebody on the neck. They can barely walk from one side of the room to the other. Okay? So basically, they completely destroy the human to make the demon shut up. It's a sad thing. Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, uh, I'm just trying to think of the name of the guy. Uh, anyway... Uh, Oh, yeah, Bill Schnoblin. Bill Schnoblin uh, had made a comment in one of his books, uh, Blunt on the Rails or something like that, where he said even the, the opening uh, section of the book, the foreword, he basically said that if people knew how to cast demons out, all the psychiatric wards in the, United, or in the world would be empty. <laughs> By the way, that's profound. All right, next one up. FBI raids homes of a famous Area 51 website owner. I joke you not. So, according to George Knapp, the chief investigative reporter for KLAS, the FBI raided George Arnu's home. He's the owner of a famous website that claimed to have uncovered information about Area 51. And evidently, the website is called dreamlandresort.com. And he must have started putting stuff up there that they didn't want him to be putting up there, which doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, next one up. Homemade energy crisis? Another refinery owned by Chevron? Goes up in flames. Sabotage of the oil infrastructure. So we know about all the food, food processing plants. We know of many energy producing plants that have been burned down. Uh, the question is how many? Is anybody keeping count? That's what I wonder. Because there was a website out there that was keeping count of the um, uh, food uh, processing facilities that were burned down. 
But I, I am unaware at this point of a website that is tracking the number of energy facilities. I had to turn on my little fan here. It's getting kind of hot. When you get a big old bag of Hawaiian shirt-wearing wind like me talking, let me tell you, it'll bump the temperature in your room up by about four degrees. But anyway, um, uh, look at this. So now, so now it's not just the, you know culling gazillions of turkeys so that we have to pay a hundred dollars a turkey, uh, chickens. Um, you know, it's just unbelievable. It's everything. And 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 how much is it? How much are they actually doing? Have you thought about that? We look. I think pretty much the majority of us know that they're they're doing it on purpose. They they hire people, sort of like stuffing ballots. <laughs> hey you, <laughs> I'll give you five thousand dollars if you'll throw this big can of gasoline over the wall over there over that fence and you know toss a lighter on it. You know, I mean, th- th- this is some. Well, anyway. It's all part of the takedown. They've got to cripple the infrastructure of this country and all the countries in Europe, which they're already doing, and Australia and New Zealand and anyone else that is part of the West. That's what they're doing. They're doing a really good job of it, too. And it doesn't look like there's any break at all, right? Not a bit because of fraud. Next one up. United States conducts provocative Arctic missile test aimed directly at Russia. Washington had earlier declared cooperation with Russia in the region uh, virtually impossible. The United States military tested an experimental cruise missile launch system above the Arctic Circle on Wednesday. The commander in charge of the test called it a deliberately provocative uh, in the sense that it was aimed directly at Russia. Okay, which, of course, anybody who understands Russia's nuclear doctrine understands that they have very sophisticated systems to monitor for an incoming nuclear attack, but they will not do a first strike. However, if they have what they believe is sufficient evidence that a nuclear strike is heading their way, then it's green light, green light all the way. Press the buttons, full launch, mutually assured destruction. And like I said, we had um, Michael uh, Mullen, uh, who wrote the book Something Something of of Angels, uh, War of the Angel, I believe it was. And um, uh, I think it might still be available out there, but we had him on the show many years ago. And um, he he saw all of it in a vision, the the absolute leveling of the United States with Russian submarine-launched nuclear missiles. But he also, to my surprise said that Russia lost 60% of their um, assets. That would be from our automated, um, you know, uh, Poseidon-type, you know, submarine. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, hallelujah. Sweden's biggest nuclear reactor shuts down, sending electricity soaring. Now, let me ask you a question. Didn't we just read an article up here and ask the question, hey, wait a minute, are they homemade energy crisis? Another refinery owned by Chevron goes up in flames, sabotaging the oil industry. Wait a minute, scroll down a little bit, and what do we see? Another report, Sweden's biggest nuclear reactor shuts down, sending electricity soaring. Look, one had a fire and one shuts down. Six of one, half dozen of another. It's the same net result. Next one up. British economy may be left paralyzed due to soaring mental disorders. Wow. 
That's pretty unusual. Um, let's read about this. The number of British citizens neither working nor looking for a job has grown dramatically since the beginning of the plan- pandemic. Much of this can be attributed to mental health issues, which could impede the United Kingdom's economic growth, economists warn. Now, if this is happening in the UK and they're able to measure it and they're able to verify it, then guess what? It's happening everywhere. And then you have to ask yourself how many, how much of this, what percentage of it is induced by the poison of the, um, I don't even want to call it a vaccine, the bioweapon. The, 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 even the minor side effects are devastating, absolutely devastating, to the point where a person would have to go, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to work. All right. So anyway, um, to what degree? We don't know. Uh, they're they're going to start counting and we'll start seeing more reports on this. But you have to, you know, it ain't a UK thing. It's, it's UK. It's France. It's everybody. It's everybody. It's in the United States. And how many people? I, what did, I read an article. I think. I don't know. Am I wrong about this? I'm pretty sure I read an article that 100 million of the 350 million that reside in the United States are on government checks. They're not working. Am I wrong about that number? I mean, if I am wrong, then I have a great reason to have some more of these these licorice crows. They're very good if you like that sort of thing. According to research carried out by the United Kingdom media outlet, the number of economically inactive people in Britain rose by, get this number, 537,000 between June of 2019 to June of 2022. It's like one year. But now it says about 450,000 of these cases were connected to mental health issues. That that aphoria thing or whatever it's called that Bruce Willis has, do you think that was brought on by the, the jab? I kind of think so. I mean, the sky's the limit. There's still doctors that are waking up and taking tests and following the numbers, and they're coming out astonished, mind blown. They're like, wow, they can't believe how many people are debilitated, destroyed, lives over. I mean, never mind the the reproductive system damage. Never mind the mental damage that we don't even know about yet. Never mind all the other stuff. It's it's like it seems like it's limitless. Uh, the one I just read recently today, I think it was, uh, was a headline where this doctor who is the head of a huge institute came out and he said there is absolutely nothing right about the immune system of a person who has uh, taken the jab. Evidently, that was where he was focusing all of his attention. Next headline up, praise God. Vietnam gas stations start to close due to widespread shortages. So where does it start? Where does it end? It says in Vietnam, the government sets the retail price of gasoline, which is adjusted every 10 days to reflect changes in the price of the commodity on the world market. Now, gas stations in Vietnam are starting to close during, uh, because of widespread shortages. And, of course, what do you have? People riding in the streets, protesting, can't get to, get to work, you know, whatever. And, and where does this go? How many other places are experiencing this? I know it's other places. People talk to me. They tell me things. All right. The problem is we don't, you know, we don't. The show could be a two-and-a-half-hour show of just energy problems. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one. 
Okay, listen to this. Gen Z has a religion that they want to impose, and Christianity stands in their way. Western culture generally prides itself on being open-minded and tolerant of everyone and everything. But do they live up to their own ideals? Not according to a new study out of Great Britain. This study found that Gen Zers, those who are between the age of 13 and 24 years of age, is less open-minded and more tolerant than other older generations. According to the report, a quarter of Gen Z say that they have very little tolerance for people with beliefs that they disagree with. They don't believe in unrestrained speech, with nearly half agreeing that some people deserve to be canceled. You know, cancel culture thing. Now, for those of you who are troubled by this article, I have decided that I'm going to start a foundation, and it's going to be called... And, and you can send a check or money order to the foundation, okay? It's uh, at P.O. Box uh, 777, uh, 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 I don't know, um, Saved by Jesus Lane, all right? And, um, uh, and the name of the foundation is People Offended by Offended People. Okay, so if you want to join Poop today, you want to send a check for no less than five dollars to P.O. Box seven seven seven. I'm saved by Jesus Lane, Tampa, Florida seven 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 seven. Okay, people offended by offended people. <laughs> right, kids? Praise God. You know, I'm going to cheat here and see if we got Sister Joy uh, maybe called in a little bit early. I don't know. But I'm going to take a look because I have gone through all the news, and we bring Joy and Zen on a little bit later than some of the other folks. So let me scan and see if Sister Joy might have called in a little early. Sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she doesn't. Okay, it looks like this is a, this is a doesn't night. Now, if you are listening, Dr. Joy, um, Zen uh, texted me, and... Uh, he said, I could I could read just part of it, but it was enough for me to know that he was just being kind. He said, hey, man, I'm apo- I apologize. I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. All right, praise God, and I understand. He's got things going on, family things going on. All right, praise God. So we will, if you are listening to the program, Dr. Joy, um, you know, over the Internet or whatever, um, Please do feel free to call in a little bit early. We'll get you started, you know, right off right off the bat. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I'm going to keep my eye open for Joy in case she calls in a little bit early. Uh, and in the meantime, wow. Okay, let me just see here. Let me go over here to. Wonder if there's anything. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So while we're waiting for Dr. Joy to join. I want to just I just have this section in the show notes that's really kind of cool. And I like to read it because it reminds me of what I am personally going to be looking for. Ah, thank you. Love ice water. Ah. I drink insane amounts of ice water. Now, okay, so this is um from uh you know kind of a borrowed if you will from a show that I did a while back. And it's in a section of the show notes entitled The Alien Ship Barley Harvest. The Alien Spaceship Barley Harvest. 
Okay, and the bar, for those of you who do not know, there are actually three rapture events. There's a barley harvest, there's a wheat harvest, which many refer to as the final harvest. It happens during the day of the Lord after the three days of darkness. That's in Revelation 6, verse 12. The sun turns black as sackcloth of hair. But the barley harvest happens prior. As a matter of fact, we're eligible for the barley harvest once we get over this doggone um, global financial collapse thing. We're eligible to leave once we get done with the third seal. Okay, Because at the end of the third seal, it says, do not harm the oil or the wine. That's a direct reference to the, to the bride. Okay, So we know that that's the trigger point. I don't like that term. We know that that's the point in time where we are eligible to leave planet Earth. Praise God, because who wants to be here? I don't know. Anybody out there? Let's hear a praise Jesus uh, cheer in the crowd for anybody who wants to stay on this alien demon-infested rock. All right, let's hear a praise Jesus cheer for anybody who wants to get off this alien demon-infested rock. Nice. All right. So anyway, I'll share these with you while we're waiting for Joy. And then I'm keeping my eye on the program thing here. Yep. Call back. Okay. Nostradamus. Nostradamus was convinced, according to this particular writer, that his predictions would not be deciphered by his contemporaries. So he left us with a series of clues to be found, you know, when he wished. It goes on. It says, for Nostradamus, the beginning of the world, beginning of World War Three, is closely related to the appearance of a UFO in the sky. Now. You might say, well, whatever, Nostradamus, you know, he was some kind of a mystic gold whatever. No, that's that's cool. I get it. I, I, I'm with you. But here's the thing. I was sitting in the dark on my prayer chair at about 4.10 a.m. I tried to get up at, you know, around 4. And I don't even know how I did it, but somehow – Coincidentally, my finger touched this link on a particular page, and it went right to this. I didn't have to hunt for it. I didn't have to press a link that says, what did Nostradamus say about cats in the zoo, you know, or any of that kind of stuff. It wasn't like that. It's like, there I was, and bam, up popped this graphic, and, it, and I'm quoting it to you. I'm reading it exactly as it, it was staring me right in the face. It said, for Nostradamus, the beginning of World War III is closely related to the appearance of a UFO in the sky. Nostradamus accurately predicted the collapse of the communist system in Eastern Europe and the collapse of the USSR, it says. <laughs> There's probably a whole bunch of mores got lined up, too. But anyway, praise God. Um, so that is noteworthy. At least it is to me, because every little disparate piece of information and source that you can pull together that are saying essentially the same thing, they're confirming it. Okay? So when you read, um, 
you know, the uh, Mahabharata, the Sanskrit text, you read ancient Ch- Japanese, you read, you know, all these, uh, you know, which was just called, you know, referred to as lore and stuff. And, and they, uh, they're all talking about this giant flood that occurred across the world. And there were giants on the earth and da 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 And then you go back to your Bible and you're like, wait a minute, it's right here in the Bible. But then you discover that, that it's in the ancient writings of several other noteworthy civilizations. That's a pretty big confirmation. Well, that's the same deal here with this UFO in the sky in the beginning of World War III, which, by the way, is linked to the barley harvest. Okay. All right. So next next one up here, as we're waiting for Joy to join, is um, uh, 10-year-old Jeremy's vision of World War III. If you have not seen this, it's on YouTube. I suspect it's probably still on YouTube, although I can't confirm it. And um, as far as I can tell, um, it, the, the title of the video is Year YR period, Old Jeremy Taken to Heaven, comma, Told of Future Events, bracket, shocking, exclamation point, bracket. And you can search on it. And um, basically, um, <laughs> I'm not going to read everything about this, but I'm, I, I, one thing makes, makes me smile, but I'm not going to go there. Well, wait a minute. We just had a shift, and there's Dr. Joy. Yay! All right, so anyway, so you have 10-year-old ten, uh, Jeremy's vision, which uh, when he was, you know, he was dying and his mother was taking care of him, and he, uh, on his deathbed, like a near-death experience, he had actually gone up to heaven, and he met Jesus, and Jesus told him uh, what was going to happen, what was going to be the kickoff event, what, what you know, showed him what was going to happen with World War III showed them that there was going to be an alien invasion occur while World War III was in progress. Hmm? Wow. It's pretty interesting, especially when Nostradamus up here is saying that World War III will be closely related to the appearance of a UFO in the sky. Are these just coincidences? And then... You have Sister Barbara from God's Healer 7. Uh, You know, um, she calls it the transcript of alien UFO disclosure. She says, and this is all the way back to 2021, quote, it is coming closer than you think. The last days, signs, wonders, disclosure, unveiling the truth. Your eyes will behold sights never seen by mankind. Every hidden thing revealed. The sky will open and you will see an interstellar galactic battle. Wars in the heavens, wars on earth. Everything is now unfolding. Men's hearts will fail them many will perish guys think about this this is echoed in second Ezra 15 verse 28 when the dragons of arabia come down flying like eagles upon the sky and all them that hear them will fear and tremble and then the carmangians come in and start fighting with them it's all in our bible Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. You don't like Second Esdras, but hey, it was in the 1611 King James. <laughs> Some, somebody decided to take it out. Then you've got the um, the David Doetry vision, you know, where he saw, he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for like 13 years. He prayed and asked God to show him the rapture. So God did. And it started out with this giant, round, spherical, Death Star, copper-colored um, spaceship in the sky that was seen on all the channels and all the TVs across the world after 13 years of praying. 
And he said, when that shows up on the TVs across the world, you go and get plenty of food because not only will we be going and saving people's souls and leading them to Jesus, but it will be a very bad time on the earth. Now, according to David, he said, best as he could tell, about three days later, the rapture occurred. Now, we know that it's not the final harvest. We know it's not the wheat harvest. And the reason why is because David lives in Florida, and there will be no Florida at the time of the wheat harvest, because that happens during the Day of the Lord, after the meteor strikes off the coast of, uh, of uh, Puerto Rico, and Florida will be wiped out. And so will 22 million people uh, be wiped out on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. So we automatically know that if you were seeing this giant spaceship on all the televisions across the world, you know right away that it's not the wheat harvest. And you might be, where's all this in the Bible? It's in Luke 12, verse 35, 36, 37, 38, when Jesus comes back from the wedding supper, and he says, Blessed are you that are part of the second watch. I will take you back and dine with me. Blessed are you that are on the third watch. I will take you back and dine with me. Where is he coming from? He's coming from the marriage supper. It's all in the Bible, if you can receive it. But anyway, this is important here, um, for that the Lord showed him that, because it aligns with everything else. It aligns with everything else. But wait, if that's not enough, you've got the Pastor Sori Park vision. Talk about tying a ribbon on that cupcake. Look at here. Pastor Sori Park was taken to heaven was sitting with Jesus, and Jesus said, you know, rise up here. And um, he went up, and uh, I'll give you the short version. The short version is that Pastor Sori Park was told directly by Jesus that NASA would come on all the worldwide televisions and explain to the people of the earth that the aliens took all the missing people. But that's not going to be the case. All the people still on the earth are going to believe it. But that will not be the case. Because Jesus is going to come in on the barley harvest and going to scoop us all up, take us out of here, and then, well, let the World War III games begin. It's going to get real ugly after that. And we need to make sure that we are walking in, in holiness and righteousness, seeking God, residing in the secret place of the Most High, and making Jesus our first love. That has got to be number one in all aspects of our lives right now, folks, as we are getting close enough now that you can almost feel it. Praise his name. But keep a level head. The Bible uses the word nepho. It's the Greek word. It's found in 1 Thessalonians 5, Titus 2, 2, 1 Peter 1, 13, and 1 Peter 5, 8. Nepho. It says sober, but what it means is level-headed. We've got to stay level-headed because we could, this could be a while. Our perception of time, David Doetry said he thought it was three weeks. I just put that on the shelf because we don't know. We don't know. I will say this. Every single person that's ever had a prophecy, dream, or vision that predicted a time or a time span has been historically wrong. So it seems to me, it's not that they're not hearing from the Lord. It's that there's something funky between God's time zone and our time zone. And we'll just leave it at that. But, but there's no way. Think about it. Sorry, Park. NASA's going to tell everybody that the aliens took them. Well, there you go. 
And Jesus told him, my people took my bride. That's what, but NASA's not going to say that, okay? But that's what they were talking about. That's, that was the context of the conversation. Praise God. So anyway, when you, when you tie all these things together and you put them into one bowl, okay, uh, you know, nice little Caesar salad full of rapture, uh, you know, croutons, uh, guess what? It tells a very exciting story. So that's why I'm watching the Ukraine. That's why I'm watching things. That's why I'm watching North Korea. That's why I'm watching Taiwan, because when this World War III stuff finally kicks out. And how apropos, really, when you think about it, how apropos that <laughs> the threat of a nuclear event might cause the arrival of an alien. Think about that one for a while, and then I'll loan you my book back here, UFOs, UFOs and Nuclear Whatever Sites. It's about four inches long. I'll take you a while to read it. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh. Praise God. Here we go. Dr. Joy, are you there? Yes. Hi, John. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I, I'm doing good. I was having some technical difficulties. This doggone Windows 11 machine. Fight it, man. Fight it. <laughs> no matter what you got to do, try to keep your Windows 10 because the sound system will dork up and you'll never be able to do an uninterrupted radio show again. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, the people that have been using those new Windows, boy, they are having some serious complications. Uh, it's really yeah. quite amazing what's happening. And sometimes, John, with new technology, and the type of things that we're going through right now, I'm not sure there's not some backdoor things being done to, um, to get into cause that's, problems, that's you know, that's really causing problems. Yeah, see, so that's what I do for a living. And I'm here, that's what I do for a living. I've done it for 26 years as a specialist in cybersecurity. And I can tell you as a fact, anybody that thinks that they have any form of privacy... You're wrong. I'm just going to let you know. You're flat <laughs> out wrong. I've been trying to tell people that. <laughs> there is no privacy. And, I've and been I, trying to and tell I'm people that for have, a long time, John. Do you know how hard it is for me to keep a straight face and go into a billion-dollar client's office and tell them, you know, I've got to sit there. They're like, we would like to have a privacy assessment. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, try not to bust out laughing. But, you know, got to play the game. Well, I mean, the thing that was most interesting to me is like this Google Earth, and, and when I actually got my report for the month, and they could tell me how many miles I was on a bicycle, and how many miles I was on a motorcycle, and how many miles I was in my car, I was a little bit like, maybe you could figure out the bicycle, what I could maybe pedal it quite as fast as everything else, but how did you know that I was in a, on a motorcycle and stood inside of a car? And somebody says, oh, man, I would not really want people, you know, to or have an idea about that anybody could know about that. So I just turned that function off on you know my phone. I'm like, really? Do you not understand that they're, <laughs> they're tracking you? It's just whether you want to know that information or not. Yes, it's quite <laughs> evident that they are very capable of knowing oh, a lot yeah. more than what we would like for them to know. Um, and the fact that they could distinguish between all three of those and determine how many miles I had been around the world <laughs> on either my oh, bicycle no, it, or my motorcycle yeah, or my car, that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty. It explains what we're talking about. I mean, what you're talking about, oh, yeah. 
the the surveillance has gotten to the point that yes, they know exactly what you're doing. I mean, this is where we're headed. This is the it's only meditative. way that the the mark of the beast will work. I mean, you've got to be yeah. able to lock on to every human being in this planet to give them yep. a mark of the beast and control for the future of mankind as as far as they're concerned and bring it down to a population that will be sustainable, uh, which is really the the big push right now and something that I've been working on with this new book that I'm trying to uh, get closer to getting uh, completed is that I've been able to see that that is the thing. The next thing is human data. It's how to control you, a remote, actually remotely control you, using your DNA frequency. And your, as we have talked before, that DNA frequency is something that's quite easy to be uh, locked onto because it's your actually personal song. And that vibration that's going on with that DNA is uh, is very you, and it's not something that someone else can emulate or try to pull off in any form or fashion. And so the ability to be able to control us uh, from a satellite or through uh, Neuralinks and that kind of thing and the push for uh, transhumanism is all part of the surveillance connection to carry you into a unified collective consciousness and i began talking about this way back in 1986 john and probably some of the first shows that we ever did if we pulled them back up you would hear me talking about how how concerned oh, yeah. i was about the future and where we were headed and and now we are here we are literally here and it's not going away if anything it's going to get a lot more serious and it, you know as they try to push us toward a 6g connectability i mean 5g has already got all of our nice little toys connected into the cloud but now they want your brain connected into that cloud and that universal collective consciousness that i was really talking about a long time ago which i brought up in all my books even the knowledge of good and evil 666 that volume one and two and then the beguile series volume one two and three of it clearly explains how that capability technologically is is so far advanced than it was way back when I started talking about these things. Uh, we are to that day, and yes, that is the only way for them to control a population of the world. And clearly with Elon Musk and the number of Starlink satellites that he has up there and continues to put up there, if somebody can't figure out, what do we need all these satellites up there for? You know, <laughs> I just want to go, is anybody else thinking how many he has up there and what are they for? I mean, really, it's not cre- creating any rain or anything, so it's pretty it's pr- pretty concerning to me. And, of course, I was listening a little bit to you before I came on about this UFO agenda. This this is getting more and more and more advanced. And, you know, when you and I first started talking about it, and Zen, of course, was along with us, everybody would laugh at us about being conspiracy theorists about <laughs> UFOs. And we were clearly trying to tell people many, many years ago. I mean, when my first book came out, Antichrist, back in 1999, I was singing as loud as I could uh, the UFO phenomena as being a real phenomena. And people would just almost, you know, laugh themselves if I started talking about it, um, you know, to a, to the barn and back. And, and now the very people that really laughed about that, and I'm sure you have this too, they're on the phone if they see something, like 3 o'clock in the morning. Can you, uh, Dr. Joy, can you can you look, come look at this, or can you go outside and can you see that from your, 
know, wherever you're located at. It's amazing to me how we were pushed down the rabbit hole by people um, trying to drag us along with their craziness sometimes and us really trying to scream at the top of our lungs, no, 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 this is not conspiracy. This is really real, and it's going to be a part of the end of days. And we clearly see that happen. It's lining up perfect. I mean, when you have the director and the, the top people of naval intelligence standing before Congress and saying the propulsion systems to these particular craft, we don't know what they are. They're nothing like we've ever seen. They're not, you know, anything to do with our adversaries, and they're definitely not something that's our allies. And if it if it was that somebody had that capability, John, they would have taken over by now. So clearly, uh, it's not that. I mean, why would we have to worry about wars and rumors of wars if we had that kind of technology? And, and you know that and you've studied the technology. The technology is amazing. It can shut down missile sites. It can shut down all of our um, nuclear warheads. I mean, it's been done. It's documented. It's not something in conspiracy yeah. theory. Well, it's literally well, you, you, history. You've heard Lazar, right? You've heard Lazar's testimony. I believe him. I've seen his. Uh, I've yes. seen his. Uh, uh, I've seen his federal paperwork. Uh, he's published it on. Uh, you know, I don't know what's out there today, but I, when I was doing my homework on Lazar, um, I I had I zoomed in. I downloaded his actual military. Ah, it wasn't military. It was just federal paperwork that validated that he worked over at S four, and um, and I had already known for a long time that they that they hired specialized engineers. You know, gifted savants and things like that to come in and reverse engineer um, actual alien spacecraft. And I, I was just absolutely gushing uh, when he explained how through the use of ununpenium, which by the way was not an element that was recognized by the scientific community on earth at the time that he found it ununpenium didn't exist well he was telling everybody that ununpenium does exist and he explained to them that when he was reverse engineering the scout crafts by the way the, these little you know saucer shaped UFOs those are You don't see those very often, but you can. But the point is, um, he re he was reverse engineering, and and he showed he actually did a drawing, and he showed uh, the the three. There's the like these. They almost look like it looks like a, like a flash, like three real big flashlights um, th that are mounted together. They come together at the back, but they point down, you know, at the bottom of the ship, and those are anti gravity. They're um, you know, uh, I I'm not going to get into all the details. About it, but basically, here's if you translate what he described that's used in the propulsion systems of the scout ships, it's essentially warp speed, it's right out of Star Trek. Because if they can bend, <laughs> right, or if they can bend time space, guess what? It's jiffy pop to the other side of Andromeda. <laughs> but anyway, but um, yeah, no, I, well, that's you know, with, with all the yeah, with with all of that, I mean, some of the things that I've actually seen, you know, with uh, the UFO phenomena with my own eyes what, were definitely things that involved uh, some type of um, light and an arcing light that would able, be able to produce something through that light. And I mentioned um, many moons ago, probably on one of your shows, about using the ability of light to move, like even DNA at a distance, that they were able to move things through light. And the particular uh, 
UFO incident that I saw where this arc light came out of it like and retracted back three times and then went back out, and there was another UFO sitting on the other side of that thing, and then the arc between them actually went back into the first original craft, and then it began to fly. And the one thing that I noted over the course of watching these things for about two and a half hours uh, was that there were other craft that came in that were made a little bit and shaped a little bit different, but they came in behind those two original craft that seemed to one have burst one from another. And um, and there was definitely something that they were flying behind the two originals trying to either pick up some type of um, propulsion or some type of, like you said, anti-gravity. There was something going on, but it would create the binoculars that looked as if it was uh, sparklers, kind of like you would see sparklers, uh, like we use like at Christmas time, you light sparklers. It had that same effect behind these two things, and they could fly so fast. I mean, it was something that, you know, a human being could not have been in that type of craft that I watched fly and do the things it would do. And these other craft that came in behind it, they would almost be like they were in a fueling stage, and then immediately, within seconds after, you know, seeming to fly behind them for a little bit of a distance in a slow, like almost like a, a float, like a balloon, and then immediately just break out and be gone, and you could see the light sitting way back on the horizon, and then another one would come that was further down the horizon, and it would come and get behind that same two and float like that, almost like a balloon behind it, like it was receiving something off of the original two. But, yeah, I mean, this this is something that I saw back in 1992. So you imagine how long that technology, where we are today, how many years ago that's been. So I... I guess after seeing um, some of the things that they've released through this new thing, you know, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Program that they're trying to promote with Congress and the Pentagon and that kind of thing, the fact that we are actually getting someone to talk about it in real time and not be so, um, I guess, acting like that it's not a real phenomena. I mean, clearly it is a real phenomena, and they're agreeing it's a real phenomena, and they've got a task force for it, and the fact that they now are saying that every every country has this uh, task force that they're all getting for their countries. And I think the moment that that became, uh, I guess, common knowledge to the people that you know was put out there for us all to hear if we wanted to watch it on regular television... The fact is that we've been told, you know, we have literally been told by our top military that there's something there. It's happening every day. It's not going away. It's actually getting worse. We don't know what it is. The propulsion is definitely not what we know propulsion to be like. And it's not our allies. And clearly, if it was our adversaries, if it, if, if Putin had this, I mean, even if China had this, do you think that they would be playing around? I mean, North Korea, to me, he would be the first one to use it if he had it. So to rule the world, I mean, this capability has been seen over our all of our nuclear warhead sites. And it's clear history that it's not hard to find if you want to read about it, where it shut well, down our military's capability. And we had yeah. no control over it. Well, let me let me throw this over the wall to you, because I, I 
It's one of the areas, you know, that ha- I have a, an, an extensive, deep interest in and have researched an awful lot. Um, but anyway, uh, so to, to your point, I've asked myself, you know, just understanding the Griotta Treaty, the fact that these guys are, you know, these entities are liars, at least the ones that are, are of the strange flesh fallen variety. Um, but anyway, the point is that given the trend that is, has been consistent, um, which is the leaking, the sharing of technological information from these entities is controlled heavily. It's not – they don't give us everything that we want all, all the time. They give it to us in little teeny weeny bite-sized chunks, and we always have to cut them a deal and let them steal so many humans and tear them up in Area 51, all of ours and all that. But the point is, is it possible that we don't – we earthlings do not have – now, I know about the TRB3s. I, I, I get it. I, but, but from what I've heard when I do right. any kind of home on those things, they do make noise. Their propulsion systems are noisy. Uh, they're, they're just not up to par with the more advanced craft that are out there. And so I asked myself the question, again, just ta- – you know, just 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 asking myself the question i'm not i don't have an opinion and i you know but i do want to ask it and that is is it possible that even though that we have reverse engineered some of the more advanced stuff although we I, to the best of my knowledge i'm not aware that we've reverse engineered any of their symbiotic stuff which is really high end but um the um you know the stuff like you saw in the movie Pr- prometheus where the actual entity had to get yes. inside this sh- and, and it like felt his energy his spirit energy and that energize the craft and and symbiotic technologies do exist the the but the point i'm making is maybe we don't have the stuff to make it on mass you know what i mean maybe we get it maybe we've reverse engineered it maybe we know that we need so much un, un, un penny and maybe we maybe we got all that down but we don't have access to the parts to the to the things that are necessary to create a fleet of 500 of these things. And if that be true, that would explain why we could actually have some control, you know, some of these ships in storage, you know, where several places are pretty well famous, pretty famous for having, having them, you know, anyway, but there's many of them underground at Area 51, but there's some other places that uh, have a pretty large collection of ships. But the point is this, Maybe we just don't have enough unpenium, for example. Maybe we don't have the piece parts that we need to build the the engines that are required to fold time space. And if that be true, that would that would leave us stuck until we cut some other Griotta Treaty kind of a deal. Because we would need them to give us stuff, right, in order to be able to make it en masse. And then... Then the other thing that occurred to me was I, I noticed this anomaly over the years that the alien races that are working with China are different than the alien races that are working with the United States are different than the alien races that are working with Russia. And when you have that dynamic in play, that even makes it more weird. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I just I don't have an opinion, but it just seems to me your point is well taken. But I wonder if there are other impediments that have because you know what the evil in humans is 
it's right on par with St. Vincent. You know what I'm saying? And if, if there was any way that they could have put together a fleet of these things and done like you said, you know, and conquered another country or whatever, I agree with you. They would have done it by now for sure. Well, I mean, we can go back and look at the history of Hitler. I mean, he was he was clearly involved with designing some of these craft. And we have pictures. We know what it looked like. We know what he was involved with. And, you know, there was a time that if he could have just had a little bit more time, he would have, he would have tried to control the entire world. And, and clearly, one of the things in the research on him and the um, particular people that worked with him, the, his actually upper echelon of uh, scientists, they literally were trying to use remote viewing and other kinds of things, transcendental meditation and those kinds of things, to actually communicate with that spiritual side that is in a realm that's here with us quite evidently from what Scripture tells us. And so some of the advances that he was able to come up with really goes you know, much far in advance. And then, of course, you know, we've talked about this before, is how those particular scientists never had to pay for anything that they did in those atrocities there, uh, killing a lot of Christians and a lot of pure, what I call Hebrews, they were able to come and under Project Paperclip and set up NASA and to set up the Russian cosmonaut pro- program. So we are looking at scientists that were very much involved with this working with something in a spiritual realm. And of course, people don't want to think about these kind of things because a lot of people don't want to know what goes bump in the night. They want they do not want to believe that there are demonic entities very much around us and that these demonic things can possess people if you allow them into you by participating in very lustful and evil things. But they're also oppressive. And scripture, you know, they it we've been warned that they are here. I mean, we have been warned clearly that there's something with us that has been with us. And I go back and always say that when Jesus walked the earth, he encountered them. I mean, he drove them out of a man that clearly had many of them. Even Mary Magdalene had seven of these demonic presents. They talked to Jesus. They know who Je- they knew who Jesus was. They, they wanted to know if he had come before the time. They were kind of really afraid of him because they knew he was the Son of God and that he had power over them. Of course, we know that they... When he cast them out, that um, that those particular ones that was in the man actually ran into the a swine, and then the swine drowned themselves. So, when we act like that, that we do not believe in that, or we want to turn a blind eye to that, then you're just fooling yourself. I mean, Scripture itself is clearly lining up and telling us that at the end of days, there's going to be something that really comes into play. I mean, the things that talk about that there is this clay mixed with uh, what I believe is metal. And I think that's a transhuman thing where, you know, this uh, transhumanism and, and, and connecting us, us to artificial intelligence literally is mixing humanity with machine. And what better way would you talk about clay mixed, you know, with a, with a metal in the feet of the, um, you know, the giant that, that, that Daniel prophesied would be the different types of, I guess, um, empires that would rule the world and so when you look at what they're trying to do and to make us transhuman they're trying to link us to that artificial intelligence well there's there's a game plan behind that satan has always wanted to control humanity 
And if he can figure a way to do that, he's going to do it. And I clearly believe in the research that I'm doing now in regard to the the DNA frequency to your pineal gland. I mean, literally, your DNA is like a, a biocomputer, and it can actually be responsible for your resonance signaling, and it can actually controls your total development as a human being. And the more I'm getting into the science behind how DNA acts like an electrical oscillation that retrieves information and converts it to you know, acoustic kind of signals that can actually broadcast, Oh, my gosh. I mean, connecting to us and remotely controlling us from what I've been able to see from the the biophysical effect on the pineal gland is absolutely beyond worth. And I'm hoping that I'm bringing some things to the table that really when this book is finished that people will be going, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize how this all could be connected to be able to control us the way that we're going to be controlled. And so when you look at the fact that we can go back and look at the Egyptian pyramids and find you know, pictures of these alien craft throughout history. So, we, you know, these things have been with us a very, very long time. I mean, even your oldest history of China talks about the the pass of the dragon and how these craft were flying and how they used the 33rd parallel and the megalithic buildings and that they were actually sending something, which I now <clears throat> totally believe is electromagnetic frequencies up and and more than likely, it could be some of the way that the propulsion is being used to, to uh, move those craft around that is nothing like what we would utilize, but very similar maybe to what Tesla was trying to utilize, you know, with the copper coil. Yes, and, it's and plasma. And be able to fly things. So, yes, yeah, you're I, right. I really believe it's, it's electromagnetic. That, that there's a connection I don't, I don't even, to all this. Yeah. I, well, I just wanted to inject real quick because I think you'll agree. I'm not a Newtonian person. I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in gravity. I believe in electromagnetism. I believe electromagnetism is what holds everything together. Anybody that understands it does. subatomic particles, everything, gravity is a side effect of the electromagnetic attraction of positive and negative forces. Okay, and, and, and so to your point, yes, amen. I, I couldn't agree more. And also, by the way, the propulsion systems, if everything is electromagnetic and, and, the, and the universe is, is, plas, is essentially plasma and, and, and uh, positive and negative particles, um, how much easier is it to ultimately bend time space so that you're able to get you know, these, these phenomenal speeds? Plus, also to your point about the Light. It's all it it all is intertwined. Gravity is this orphan concept. It doesn't relate to everything else that is associated with the sciences of what we're talking about right now. You know what I mean? But if you go if you shift over to you know electromagnetism, it all it, it it's all in the same category of um technological advancement. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fascinating and very real it's very real and um and it just explains oh oh and i had to throw this out there so you know something that occurred to me so i read this book um the only planet of choice by phyllis schlemmer and you know of course we christians call them channelers so they're channelers and an ooh bad word and scary scary run it run away and all that kind of stuff you know what's really fascinating when a channeler if that's what you want to call them has a spiritual conversation with a strange flesh fallen angelic entity um, how is that really different than a prophet of God 
who is having that same telepathic communication with our Heavenly Father and the Godhead. In reality, they are one and the same. One of them is talking to the forces of darkness, and the other one is talking to our Father through the Godhead. Okay, but what's fascinating is, technologically speaking, if there is, you know, I, I, I think it's reasonable, especially if everything is EM, you know, EMF or, um, uh, you know, uh, electromagnetism, it, it just... It's fascinating how similar both of those dynamics are. One is talking to the dark side, and one is talking to our Heavenly Father <laughs> through the Godhead. And so, it, it, but they're one and the same. Yes. So people will go like, "Well, yes. they're a channeler," and I'm like, "No, well, yeah, but they're not really any different than you know, except they're talking to the bad guys." That's right. Uh, one of the things that I've always used is. Um, uh, Ray Stevens had a little song that was called Turn Your Radio On and Listen to the Good Vibrations. Um, the thing about it is is that I've always said in all my work that the pineal gland was actually the communicating gland that was connected to the creator. And the intent for Satan was to utilize things like kundalini and um, the forces of chakra to vibrate the body at a certain frequency and bring the serpent up the spine into the Holy of Holies. And, and, you know, we've talked to that about many times on your show about the cross-section of the human brain looks just like the Ark of the Covenant. And, of course, we know that when Jesus was here, he talked about his body was the temple. He was going to raise it up and that we are created in his image. So clearly, if you think about it and you bring the serpent up the spine and you put him on your Holy of Holies, that you are allowing a a frequency different than what was originally set up for you to commune with God. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, that the crystals that are in the pineal gland, they actually play a major role in this electro-transduction uh, that's going on in the body. And so when I started looking at how, you know, phaseoelectricity involves this production and detection of sound, and if you get this electronic frequency generation, to me, in looking at that you got a transducer, they can actually convert like electrical signals into like pressure waves, which is sound. So if you stop and think about it, these little microcrystals that are actually in the pineal gland, they're made out of calcite. And to me, calcite, when you look at it, it is a very stable form of a very clear and, and, and very unique kind of crystal. So if that's the case, it's almost like it looks like quartz and it kind of acts like quartz. So if you look at some of the experiments where they use calcite, they've actually been able to produce a cloak of, like, invisibility. So that's kind of unique. And the fact that you use, you can use light and sound. And when we talk about how did all of this come to be, the Bible clearly says that God spoke. He spoke it. It was sound that created everything that's out there. So in looking at the pineal glands, really, ability and property like it is, it's almost like you've got, for example, like cellular towers. You know, they use that electromagnetic wave for telecommunication. But that same telecommunication actually directly affects our pineal gland. And that, you know, where we connect cell towers to the crystals in our cell phones, they could also use the same thing to connect it to our microcrystals that are literally in our pineal gland and in the crystals also of our ears. So I, I began thinking, okay, what could this mean? Well, the microcrystals in the pineal gland and the inner ear, they can actually interact with radio frequency electromagnetic fields just like the cell phone. 
And it's in the same range of 500 megahertz to like 2.5 gigahertz. So then you've got these crystals in your ear. The pineal gland are excited at the same frequency as your cell phone. So if you start thinking about how this internal vibration is going on, that it can actually alter your biological effect in the human body. But it can also allow you to have something being transmitted to you and hear it in your head, and you could literally be sending information and data to another, uh, you know, person, kind of like the cell phone transfers, you know, back and forth. Well, in a cell phone, a cell phone tower, they have your number, so they know how to send the, the, you know, the wave to your phone for you to be able to talk to somebody over here on this number. Well, if your DNA is your specific DNA and it is your biological fingerprint, then once they get accessibility to your DNA, then this, you know, the DNA, it actually has a, a frequency in itself too that's actually kind of in a megahertz and, 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 and uh, terahertz range. So you've got these oscillations, electrons that, you know, are being produced in your DNA. And when you see that, and then you see that it's kind of like a biocomputer. Your DNA is kind of like a biocomputer that has this resonance signaling that's causing you to be human because it's, car- it's taking over and making everything in your body work in the human, uh, you know, genome system, you know, s- sequences and stuff like that. But the thing about it, at the same time, those frequencies, those vibrational frequencies and resonances are also going on through your pineal gland. So it's almost like you are an antenna receiving and transmitting. And then, you know, uh, if they can break in on that, and Satan has literally tried to utilize that. I've always said he, he wants to sit on your holy of holies. Uh, on your mercy seat that's in your it's actually your pineal gland if you cross-section the brain and look at it like the Ark of the Covenant it absolutely is amazing so if your DNA is also vibrating and it also has this frequency and then you're a cell phone tower in yourself and then you start adding things like things that have been put in certain medications to put inside of your body to make you more um of a better, I'm gonna say, as a better cell phone tower, a better antenna, then my gosh, connecting us up will be nothing, nothing using our biological processes because nobody's been looking at how um, we are vibrating and we are resonating, and those vibrational frequencies and, and signals coming from within our body going out can also be something sent into our body and and we would receive it. So if you, let's just say somebody gets your DNA, then they can actually convert your biochemical information into a wave, like a, a electromagnetic wave information and target you outside the body using this electromagnetic resonance on your very biofuel. So in other words, where like MIT and them were trying to figure out how they could you know, have a group of people sitting at a table and they shoot, you know, electromagnetic beam at you and you hear it in your head like somebody says, you know, you got 10 people at the table and all of a sudden you hear somebody say, hi, Joy, how are you today? And nobody else can hear it and it's not audible, but you are hearing it inside of your head. 
this is no different well, than when I was doing the research about how do you walk around and sleepwalk and you don't run into anything, but yet you can yeah. see where you're going with your eyes closed. It's, it's, it's controlling the human body without you having a biological ability to fight against it, John. Enjoy. It is coming. It is here. Well, I'll tell you what. In your research, as you dig deeper and you start to get more information, if you figure out a way <clears throat> to get one of these devices to, to inject a signal into my head that says, put that snickerdoodle down. I need that, like, right away. I think we can make quadrillions of dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, it's, it's like everything else. It's like CRISPR technology. The technology that's out there were, was, was developed, you know, to cut the gene and remove, you know, bad genes. But then when you have that same technology and you can implement something in the DNA to replicate itself within our bodies and change us and change our frequencies using that. I mean, this this just goes deeper and deeper as I've done the research on it to the point I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the, this is the way to create a transhuman. This is a way to connect us all to, you know, the neural links and the satellites and have the mark. And it's, and it's going to be your choice. I mean, it's literally... Either you choose to take it or you die. And so, you know, it, it becomes your choice. Nobody's going to hold you down and nobody's going to make you do it. They're going to give you the choice. But the choice is either life or death. And so the point we are going to get where we cannot buy, sell, or trade is coming quickly. It's coming quickly. Our hyperinflation is getting worse. The threats of war and rumors of war, it's only escalating all of this. We're going to start having problems more with the ability to, to get food. You can already see in your little grocery stores and things that they're empty shelves. And just like when we had the hurricane come through and people run down and get, you know, uh, supplies, it takes, it takes a long time to get the supplies in now. And then the potable water is going away. You know, reservoirs that are under the earth that clearly have been full, you know, we, we are losing those. And um, and then at the same time, the top water is drying up. I mean, the Mississippi, look at the Mississippi. Look at Lake Mead, Lake Powell. Um, look at the Amazon River and the rivers that are down there in South America, along with the Euphrates River. And, and the types of rivers that have supplied water over in the Middle East are drying, or either they're turning to salt. So potable water is about to become a real concern because our oceans are all dying. I mean, literally, we've got so much waste that are out there, and with the increase in our climate, it's producing these, you know, uh, what I call dinoflagellate, what they saw a long time ago and I wrote about in my first book, Antichrist, that were a little organism that was halfway um, – like an animal and halfway plant and when they manifest out in the ocean where all this junk of uh, toxic stuff is getting more and more and and ecologically it's, it's actually producing a big big problem uh and that what happens is it forms these algae blooms that are toxic and then it kills all the fish and everything else and if you're out there in it and you get involved in it then you're going to have either a uh, a bad reaction or either it's going to take your life and so you know the fact is how do you move people around the planet trying to find more water i mean right now if the water doesn't increase out in the 
southwest, there's over 40 million people that are not going to have a place to get water. I mean, if you look at where the Colorado River was and the dam that's out there that supplied all that water for those areas in Phoenix and and Las Vegas and all that, I mean, when I went across uh, that dam, it was just absolutely to the top. And now they're saying the water table out there is actually lower than the length of the Empire State Building. That's a lot of water going away and not being able to be used if it's salt water. And so our ability to seemingly um, come up with ways to make water sustainable is becoming a problem because that's what the World Health Organization is pushing so hard with the sustainability goals, the 20, you know, by 2030 to have all these goals met. If not, they're saying we're going to be in such big trouble that we're not going to be able to sustain ourselves. And right now they are having that uh, UN Climate Change Conference, that COP27 is going on right now. And, and the people that have stepped up to talk in the very beginning said, hey, guys, if we don't get this together and if we don't get the sustainability goals in place, you know, Earth is going to turn into a living hell. That's what the guy that runs that, you know, that stuff and is over it, that was his opening remarks. So if you look at it right now, they are pushing, 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 even even involving the religious communities to come together at this climate change conference where you think, well, what in the world do they need you know, uh, the religious communities and the religious leaders involved. But it was most interesting to me that they, they're they holding it at, you know, near Mount Sinai. And the big thing that they were saying is that they wanted to bring the religious communities together because they want to tell them that we need to – this is just – it was just amazing to me that they thought that they were going to decide to come up with ten universal commandments. So here they are, back over at Mount Sinai, where you know Moses gets the Ten Commandments, and they're so hyped up about the climate problem that they're having a ceremony for us to actually ask for repentance as human beings for getting the Earth into the planet, you know, the planet shape that it is in. But I just find it interesting that they are calling that a ceremonial repentance, bringing, I'm talking about all the religious organizations and heads of religious leaders together. We're not just talking about just Christians. We're talking about everybody there, you know, where it be Confucius, where it can be, you know, people who practice Buddhism, people who practice uh, uh, even atheistic people who the Pope brought together. The same group, the Interfaith kind of Council, are trying to come together to try to come up with a change like in our attitude and in, and a new vision for really, really climate justice. And, and it's like I've always said in, in, when we've talked about this before, they're needing to people, I guess they're wanting people to get in their brains that the whole intent is that we have got to get Earth down to a certain level of population because if we don't drop that population, we don't have enough resources to sustain us past 2030. And so now, you know, the international standards of what the expectation is to put, um, in, you know, international businesses at work with each other, they're going to force more and more of this upon everybody. 
because we absolutely are running out of everything. And, and when it happens, it's going to be a fast situation. And then on top of it, if you've got what, we, what you were talking about earlier about the catching away or a rapture where people all of, all of a sudden go missing, and they're going to have to have some answer to what happened to people. Well, clearly the UFO phenomenon or the, the UAP phenomenon, what they're calling it now, uh, would be the, the the topic of choice because there's no way that if we as Christians leave this planet in less than a twinkle of an eye, somebody's going to have to explain that. And really the fact that they've already got on record that these things are here, they're with us, they can do extraordinary kinds of things. And then, like you say, they try to say, well, there's a group of them working with uh, this country and there's a group of them working with that country. Well, they'll end up saying, well, they got mad and there was, you know, they they took our people and we took their people or whatever. I mean, it, it is, even though it seems like a Star Wars uh, episode, <laughs> uh, it's going to be used to explain what happens because they're going to have, they know it's going to happen. I mean, even, like I say, when Jesus walked the earth, the demonic presence that talked to him wanted to know, have you come before the time? So they know that Jesus is coming back, and clearly there have been some people who tried to date set, and Scripture tells us you will not know the hour of the day, but you will know the season. And clearly Scripture lays it out, what the season is like when he comes back. And so you clearly have to look at what are all the things that are supposed to be happening when that season that he comes back, what it, what will it be like? We are living in that. I mean, you can just go through every little thing that Scripture says from the sexual perversions, the marriages being broken, the lovers of self, fleshly desires, spirit of Cain, hostility in nations, you know, the fact that the gospel has been preached around the world, the fact that knowledge has increased and people are running to and fro, the fact we have false prophets and false doctrines, there's no lack of repentance, the removal of truth, we don't even know who's telling the truth, the fact that lovers of mammon, the changes in the sun, moon, and stars, the pestilence, the plagues, the fact that we're looking at a new reset, like a new world order, which is, you know, I, I truly believe it's going to carry us back to what they want to put as the universal collective consciousness toward that beehive of the Tower of Babel. You know, the sacrifices on the Temple Mount, that they've started trying to get the red heifer. Um, and then the fact that the, the mark of the beast, clearly, like I'm saying, using the DNA, the buy-sell trade, you know, blocking buy-sell and trade unless you've got that mark. The fact that we've got blockchain and Bitcoin, we've got, you know, these these abilities to, to utilize money through um, like a uh, – a universal banking system. I mean, it's clearly there and can be controlled. The fact that we're in hyperinflation, the fact that we have nothing but lawlessness. I mean, people just do their thing and they don't think about ever doing what's right if they can get away with it. I mean, it becomes like mob mentality or like a pack of dogs. And then, you know, as we look at the global financial crises that are going on, clearly that's pushing us to the cashless society that we're seeing. And then you've got the surveillance systems, like we were talking about, the Starlink satellites, the low-Earth orbits. Um, I mean, they want us to go into singularity. I mean, they even use the word. We want, we want everybody's minds to be thinking all the same things in singularity. 
And then, so how do you do that? You get into transhumanism. And when I was, like, writing those books way back, um, I was talking about, you know, transgenic, transhuman, using, you know, the nanotechnology and the biotechnology. And actually, we you know, we were already producing these genetically modified organisms where we were putting, you know, tomato genes inside of t- tobacco and making it, you know, different things, do different weird things and can grow tomatoes in a... In, in, in the snow using eel genes. I mean, just really crazy things of mixing. And then you look at who is running the world and who's taking the the big uh, uh, step onto the world scenes. I mean, you know, the Pope clearly is involved with that season creation that he did, and they they built that Chrislam building. So you're you're in Dubai, and they're trying to incorporate just what the United uh, United Nations Sustainability Goals are now trying to do during the conference that's going on right now, and that's bringing these interfaith people all together under the understanding that we've got to do something. If we don't do something, if we don't repent, if we don't let this happen, and if we don't get it right, then you know, even though even the World Economic Forum through you know Klaus Schwab. He he literally pushes transhumanism and connecting you know people's brains to the cloud. So if you look at all of that, and it says in scripture that at the end of days it's going to be like a woman in travail, and these all these things are going to start happening, earthquakes and all this. I mean all these other things, and, and it starts getting ready for that woman to deliver that baby. She gets more and more pains, and they get greater and greater and greater. Well, look at just the stuff I just read off. We are that generation. Yeah, we. I can't tell you that tomorrow afternoon on, you know, whatever date at 4 o'clock in the afternoon that the rapture may happen. But I'm going to tell you that everything is right for the rapture or the catching away to occur, to, to take the bride out to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then when that happens, the line is drawn in the sand, and then there's the, that little... It says like there's a little like a period of wait where everything gets quiet, and that's the same thing as the days of Noah when he took God put Noah in that ark and he sealed that ark up and he waited seven days for that rain came. He waited. There's the same time period that there's a waiting period right there when we are taken out. So then all hell is going to break loose on this planet. I mean beyond what we could even phantom. But, you know, you, you're seeing how that could happen with, you know, us getting hit by wormwood. It clearly is coming at us. We can see the numbers of uh, asteroids increasing the closer they're getting to near-Earth objects. I mean, you know, we are seeing more and more. And lots of times NASA has even said they didn't see something really huge hardly miss us until it went past us and they saw it. So all of these things are getting closer and closer together. So so wormwood is going to hit us, and when it does, it's going to destroy a third of everything, just like the Scripture says. I mean, the, the thing about it, if you can't see that everything that's written in that Bible is coming to pass right before our eyes, then you're not reading, and you're not looking at the 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 news and seeing the red flags that are all around us like a woman in Treville. These signs are all coming together, the converging all at one time. We are in the season. So if we're in the season, a woman in travail knows when she gets pregnant, she's got nine months and it's over. The baby's going to be here. The same thing with this tribulation period. We were told it's going to be like a seven-year deal, but once 
that bride is taken out and that great wrath falls, I mean, it is going to be something else that will lead up to the Battle of Armageddon. And, and truly, we can see the European bloc. We can see the Asian bloc. We can see who is coordinating themselves. And, you know, another thing is, is it said that the kings of each will walk across that Euphrates River dried up. Well, it's dried up. So, I mean, what does it take? It does not take a rocket scientist to figure this out. Now, a long time ago when you and I first started putting this stuff together, yeah, it took a lot of research for us to start seeing what's happening today, and we did. And we've been preaching this for a very, very long time. But it doesn't take a rocket science now for us to be able to look at and tell this on our shows together for people not to be waking up. They need to be in the church houses. They need to be on their knees. They need to be asking for repentance for their sins and whatever, John, because the day is coming. And when that moment happens for that catching away, you won't have time like the the ten virgins and the five didn't have their oil lamps ready. You better have your oil lamp full all the time. That means stay away from this mess that Satan is dangling in front of your noses. Stay out of drinking. Stay out of drugs. Stay out of sexual perversions. I mean, stay away from the things that Satan is going to send you right into the gates of hell with him for. It's now time to wake up because we are clearly in that tribulation period, and we are coming down to the final days when that mark of the beast is going to be made available. And you may have to die to avoid it, because if you take it, Scripture is very clear. Don't fool yourself. It's very clear. You take it, you're going to hell. Yeah, yeah, it's a sobering thing, but... I, you know what? You you'd really have to be asleep at the wheel to have read your Bible and that seed is coming. But unfortunately, you know there sure are a lot of people that still seem to be a little bit asleep at the wheel. But anyway, um, wow! Praise God! This was uh, very exciting uh, for everybody, myself included, um, to be able to to roll through such a vast array. I was even looking up on the. Um, on the internet, as you were talking about the micro crystals, it, it says right here for folks that are interested. Right here, I typed it in. Um, uh, the, the calcite micro crystals are probably responsible for the previously observed second harmonic generation in the pineal tissue section. And I'm like, on this is radio waves, man. These are radio waves. Even as a little possible. But I, I'm I'm actually trained. I, this is this is my background. I was trained in semi semiconductor theory and uh, advanced uh, radar and waveguide uh, theory in in the military. And so when they're they're sitting here talking about piezoelectricity and all this stuff, this, this is this is the basics of a radio. We're a bunch of you know you know it almost makes you feel like you're kind of, of like a walking. I'm a cell phone for we crying are. out loud. We are, we are like a we we are we are walking cell phones. And see, with this research that I'm doing, I'm finding that out. I'm like, oh my gosh. And the more I write, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, it's it's literally you are broadcasting and you are receiving. So you don't want to be connected to something that's going to make you receive something to make you do something you don't want to do because that you are your capability. Is if it's breached, if it's breached, they're going to control you. There's no way out of it. They will control you. And that's why yeah. it tells you in Scripture, do not take that mark of the beast. If it means dying, yeah. it's like I said, you walk, when you die, you don't die. The body does not die. It says it sleeps, and it never says the spirit and the soul ever die. 
So when you, right. if you close your eyes in death here, it's, you're not in a body. There's nobody in a graveyard. I mean, that's another thing for us to talk about another time because I know we're giving out of time. But the biggest thing is don't ever take the mark of the beast thinking it's going to give you eternal life. It will send you into the gates of hell, and they will control you right into to hell forever. And it's not lights out because we are we are electromagnetic. We are energy. The law of thermodynamics says once energy is made, it can never be destroyed. You will live forever in one place or another, and it's going to be your choice. Don't ever say God sent you somewhere for doing bad. You end up sending yourself by choosing to do wrong. And clearly my work shows this. I mean, my books explain this. I did the research. I mean, you know, read your Bibles. If you don't get it, if you can't understand it, then get my books in. My books, you know, cross-reference to the Bible so that you can read the book and then you can look at the, the Bible verses and see it for yourself. But do do not sit idly by because the time is getting to the point that either you are aware or you're going to be sucked into something that literally will change your destiny. God created us as his children, and he has an inheritance for us, and Satan is trying to steal that from you. And if you let him because of your ignorance, it's only going to be your fault. And I am begging you, I am begging everybody that listens to this, save yourself by turning to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and following him. Do whatever it takes to follow him. There is nothing on this planet worth your eternal chances of ended up in hell for. There's nothing on this planet worth that. Do not, do not give up your, your really, your prize, and that is paradise with the creator that created all of this. And this evil force that's out there, Satan and his fallen angels and his minions, only want you to end up in the gates of hell with them. Be smart enough not to allow yourself, and the biggest thing is self-control. Learn self-control, because self-control is what keeps you out of the gates of hell. Turn turn your life over to Jesus Christ. Use self-control, crucify the flesh, and in the end, you win. Praise God. Will you close with a prayer for us tonight? This was a really powerful program. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Joy, very much. Well, I, as always, I usually like to do, use the Lord's Prayer, so it's something we can all say together, so we'll just say that together tonight. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh, and what is the name of the new book that you're coming out with? Well, what I'm looking at is probably going to be Beast Mark. Okay, cool. 
Yep, no, that's and it great. And um, it will be about it will be about the pineal gland. It will be about some of the things that we talked about tonight. I'm glad we were able to get a lot in, but I hate that it was so fast and furious. But but it's very real. It's very real, and people need to be very cognizant that Satan is alive and well on planet Earth, and you need to know he's after your greatest asset, and that is your soul. Oh, yeah, and it's a work in progress, and we're getting closer every day. Praise God. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. As always, uh, Sister Joy, just uh, super powerful shows, just jam-packed, with gushing with incredibly advanced information that you've dug up. I'm just sitting here still kind of like um, fl- flipping out a little bit about these <laughs> microcrystals and piezoelectric. Bi- 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 like, beep, 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 this is good. I, I like to make people go and do their own research, and then they go, oh, my gosh, Dr. Joy was right. So <laughs> I'm glad to know that I've I feel so electrified. To to know more. Yes, that's what, it's, <laughs> what it's supposed to do. Yes, yes, John. <laughs> and this was a powerful program. <laughs> no I totally intended. enjoy it. Thank you. That, I, I, I totally Thank enjoy you. being with you. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. All right. God bless you. I love you. Uh, We will see you in a month from now. Um, Thank you all for joining us tonight. uh, And Lord willing, and no technical difficulties, if you know what I mean. Uh, We will see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m. God bless you all. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, too, John. Good night.
Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.